I ever want to do the do an episode of the podcast where we're like, if you haven't seen it, stop it. If you haven't seen it, why did you download it? Just go watch it first. You should have watched The Smokers already, and for that, I'm profoundly sorry. <laughs> right. You have to do your homework, and sometimes it's not great. And this time, it yeah. was not great. Hey, watch, hey, watch. Hey, watch, hey, watch. Hey, watch, hey, watch. Hey, Hello, excellent humans, and welcome, welcome to Hate Watch, Great Watch. Our guest this episode is Tina Dillon, and I, it's not about Mark Wahlberg. No, this is he's uh, not. He does yeah. not make an appearance in this no, movie because I picked the movie. This was not. Mm. Uh, this was not Tina's initiative. Yeah. I have nothing to do with this. this I have held no responsibility this here. This was an Allison initiative. Yeah. Well, okay, so we've done a lot of like. You, you it, it, don't be like what? you finally got to pick a movie. You picked the Octagon, our first episode. I thought we both picked the Octagon. Well, you suggested it, and I agreed to it, because we'd already seen it, and, you know, kind of knew what we were getting, but with this one, I had never seen The Smokers. Yeah. Oh, what an innocent I was. Yeah. And now, I, uh, the veils have been torn from my eyes, and I will never look at film the same way again. This isn't film, though. This, I don't know what this is. This, this movie is, it's a trip, gang. It has actors in it, like people you have heard of. Yeah, it was. It was. I think relatively early in the careers for oh, yeah. Busy Phillips, Nora Birch, Dominique um, Swain, Dominique Swain, Carrie Lynn Pratt. She looked familiar, but I don't know her name. Yeah, she's she's in stuff. I can't remember what. Because <laughs> I, I looked at it, because I'm like, ah, uh, you know. Did like, you, did I you Google really, it? I did. I did a little. No, actually, I, I IMDb'd it, but yeah, I did a little research. I will say, I, I generally like Thor Birch. Uh, I wanted to strangle her in this film. She was one of my favorite parts of this movie. Uh, she reminded me too much of girls I would have dated around roughly this time. That I did <laughs> call oh, you out actually, on. Actually, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tina, you, Tina totally was like, uh... Didn't you date that girl? Didn't you date her? It was like, yeah. It, was well, little, it yeah. wasn't a girl you dated, but... She you, wasn't She wasn't bad. Did you want to tell your story about how you got stabbed? What? Because I feel like that uh, is related to that's not related no? to it i mean a girl stabbed me and this movie has stars girls so i guess it's well, yeah but there's no stabbing but also no, there's thor, no stabbing thor birch was gonna shoot busy phillips in the face yeah but this is a totally different situation that was like because they're bored and stupid this was like a girl was mad at me i mean i'll tell the story i'm not embarrassed by the story i just don't see the thematic uh, connection but maybe the audience will so um i had a <laughs> I'm an entertainer, damn it. <laughs> You're goddamn right you are. Carry on. So I had a, I had a girlfriend. Uh, I will not. I'm gonna not going to name names, right? I shouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Unless you'd like to be stabbed again. Uh, I'm not afraid. Oh, she wasn't my girlfriend. None of my girlfriends have ever stabbed me. Well, no, right. I know. I know I know this story well, very well. Despite me being but... me and them being them, no one's ever we'll stabbed me. We'll call her Brittany. Brittany? Yeah. That just wow. sounds like her real name was Brittany, and it's it not. wasn't. Right. No. I was like, um, I don't even understand it's, that it's one. It's a ruse. So, okay, I had this girlfriend. Um, Brittany. Well, not, no. <laughs> the girlfriend. I had this girlfriend. Her name was Girlfriend. I had a best friend. His name was Best Friend. He also had a girlfriend whose name was Crazy Girl. 
So I was, I was, you need to stop assigning fake names that are fake for fake sake. Like, it's weird. It is weird. It's not even close to any of their names. Anyway. A little weird. So, um, I was being mopey, emo-y, fucking, you know, I listen to the Smiths a lot, real sad about my life. And I made some offhand comment about how I should probably just break up with my girlfriend. Um, so it was a weird situation where, uh, my best friend, who is also a guy like I am, and um, his girlfriend was best friends with my girlfriend, so it was two kind of best friendy. I mean, but like these are tenuous teenage best friendships. It doesn't matter. So uh, I said to the to uh, my best friend and his girlfriend, the crazy girl, uh, I should probably just break up with my girlfriend. And the crazy girl was like, No, you can't do that. Like she loves you or whatever. And she's like, If you do that, I'll kill you. And I was like, yeah. And um, so I do art stuff. I'm an artsy, I'm one of those artsy fartsies. And uh, I was doing, um, making some collage uh, stuff using a utility knife um, because I have big, uh, you know, big strong fingers and I didn't have an exacto handy and like everything else is very too tiny and dainty. Um, so I was using a utility knife to cut it up. And uh, I was like, yeah, well, go ahead. Because uh, I'm an idiot. And I handed her a utility knife with the blade out, and she stabbed me seven times in the shoulder. Um, which, about five stabbings into it, I, like, looked at what was happening from an objective, like, existential point of view and went, Holy shit, that's happening, dude! To your shoulder, bro! And I just went, okay! And I grabbed her hand, very, very gently and respectfully, and I just held her wrist steady, and I took the utility knife out of it, and I closed it, and I put it down on the table. And I got up, and I walked into my bathroom, because I was wearing a white uh, t-shirt. It was an X-Men t-shirt, but it was white. And uh, I remembered somewhere dimly in the back of my now-going-into-shock mind that, you know, you should wash uh, bloodstains in cold water immediately, or else, you know, to prevent it from staining. So I took my shirt off, I put it in the sink, and I'm washing with cold water, and my... my my friend comes in, and he's like, hey man, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine, I just, you know, I had to get this blood out before it set in. And he's like, oh, okay, you're going in shock. Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you a shirt, I'm gonna come back and get you all fixed up, okay? I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna clean the, clean the shirt. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so he went, he got me another shirt, and then uh, he basically made like a de facto, like real quickie hockey bandage out of like medical tape and a paper towel. And like stuck it over my seven stab wounds, and then we hung my shirt up to dry in my shower, and then we went back to playing video hockey because the crazy <sighs> girl had gone home, uh, and he was like, "You're right, dude. Like that was really nuts." And I was like, "Yeah, that was weird. I don't know. Did not expect that to happen." And he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, uh, "I was like, you know, what happened after I left the room? Did she say anything?" He's like, "Yeah, she sat down right next to me back on the couch that we were on." And she sat there for a second, and then she just swiveled her head to me and said, you're not mad at me, are you? And I said, no. He's like, but in my head, I was thinking, I'm breaking up with you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, and he did, and he survived. Everyone survived. That's the moral of this story. And that's I got how stabbed. That, but see, that's how that ties into this podcast here, is somehow, despite all of the odds, the three of us survived this movie. <laughs> And it was a lot like being stabbed repeatedly. 
It was not as quick. <laughs> no. This <laughs> was much, much longer of much a torment. Longer. Yeah. <laughs> much longer. It's like an hour. It's not it's, a long movie. It's an hour 36 yeah, runtime. Yeah, but it felt like the longest hour 36 of my life. Yeah, I have a note also, in here. We, we did take it back a couple of times yeah, because there's yeah. so much whispery dialogue. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, we're going to talk about all this, but like the ADR, the sound in this is awful, which is a fucking sin for no other reason than this is executive produced by Quincy Jones. <laughs> the man made his career and his name doing audio recording how he attached his name and money to something that sounds this badly i cannot fathom i can't believe he had anything to do with it at all no i have a theory that i have many interesting theories <laughs> is it possible that there's another quincy jones oh no. maybe maybe he sucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> like real bad because one quincy jones produces things like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Right. <laughs> and another Quincy Jones produces things like The Fucking Smokers. Right. This movie is a garbage fire. <laughs> it is. It is the literal definition of garbage fire. It's, and I don't say that often, no, but this is so bad. Like, it everything is... about it is like, really? That's what you went with? Like, there's so many things that seem like they were first takes at best. This no one in this <clears throat> acts like... I just pulled up the Imdiba. Yeah. No, it is that Quincy Jones. Oh, Quincy, oh, come my on, man. Quincy. What? All right, I think Quincy thought he was in on a porn, and we all did, really. Yeah, And okay. it never, okay. ever came to fruition all as right, a porn. Right. Time out. So, How do we want to approach... Do we want to talk about the movie and then talk about its finer points, I'll say, just as a blanket term, even though there are um, no fine points? No, I mean, we can, we can start with that. This was directed by a woman who was, um, she's, she's billed in the credits as Christina Peters, but she's better known by her moniker Kat Slater. Now, this was the first film she ever worked on, and then she immediately went into directing pornos. So that's what she's been doing. Well, she did for, her last credit is, like, 2006. Wait, really? Yeah. So she she did this, and then she did six years worth of porn, which is, what, 10,000 titles? Well, wait a minute. So she didn't do porn prior to this? No. <gasps> and actually, I found an article that was talking about that she had worked really hard to get this movie made, and apparently they finished it in 99, they didn't release it until 2000, yeah. and she wasn't getting offers for any more work, and yeah. a Big friend surprise. of hers in the industry <laughs> suggested she go into directing porn, so that's Ooh. what she started to do. Right, That that's your friend right there. Yeah. That is your friend, yeah. Yeah. because this movie is well, directed like porn. Like porn. Yeah. It is directed like porn, is lit like porn, the audio yeah. quality is like porn. It's you know, acted like porn. Yeah, it is acted like porn, despite having but, yeah, several she, name actresses she in it. She did not have a porn pedigree before this that's fascinating yeah no she's she, like made she, for it she is made for it she didn't even know it yeah 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 I thought this was she had always done porn and then tried to cross to over and it didn't it. work yeah, nope. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really I, interesting yeah. I kind of thought that yeah. too mm -hmm. yeah I thought she like did some porn like directed some porn was like hey this cause like this is a porn script dudes and ladies listening and non-gender I don't care like <laughs> my thing is this is a porn script they cut all the fucking out of, and they added nothing. They added nothing. This is a porn script that thinks it's saying something. Like, those, it's a capital saying and a capital something. Like, it's like really trying to get to the something of something. But, like, it's written like a really high-minded porno, 
But then they cut all the jizzing out of it. And the boobs. And the boobs. There's and no like boobs. anything. There's literally a shot. Okay, in this movie, which is ostensibly about feminism and about like... That's the, that's what they're going for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. That's what I'm saying, ostensibly. Yeah. I don't really know what that I could say what it was about, but like it's trying to be very feminist, I, I, very militant. Um, I did do a cursory search to see if she had been in any, like, done in, or you know, talked about this in any articles or anything yeah. like that. And I couldn't find anything, but I didn't look that hard. But this is, you know, supposed to be about, like, there's yeah. a whole sort of bi- uh, through line about, like, women reclaiming their sexuality, mm-hmm. right? Like, you, that, that's fair to say, right? Oh, certainly, But yeah. there are still shots well, of Busy Phillips, like, sitting on a field, lacrosse field, with her legs spread to, like, be, you know, uh, audacious. Yeah. Um, but they crop out, like... Busy Phillips crotch for the most part like it's just like it's weirdly framed and weirdly shot and for some reason the so I bought this I bought this DVD um, I will have people know I'm not an idiot I heard it was bad Allison had seen this uh, she told me it was bad it was for no it was like nowhere really to rent reliably you know that kind of thing so I was just like I'll buy it it was less than two dollars yeah so still ripped off but yep so, but, so the DVD is two-sided. It is regular aspect ratio on one side and the, like, theater widescreen ratio on the other, which is what we watched it in. It does not improve the movie at all. <laughs> I've never seen something have theater ratio aspect offered on a disc where it mattered so little. I mean, it might have mattered when it came out. Mm, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> apparently not. I tried, um, guys. Yeah, so... Trying to bright side it. Yeah. There's no bright There's, side. There really so I, isn't. I, I told you when I suggested this. I yes. had first seen it probably around like 2008, you're 2009. Are you going to name names? Yes. Who picked this movie? My friend Nora. Ooh, Nora, you're on blast. Which, Ooh, Nora. If she Girl. comes on the show, I'm sorry and I love you, but. She gets to redeem herself. You will. Depending you, on what her pick is. You, you, she will remember, or maybe she will. Um. So this was her strike two for picking the movie on movie night. <laughs> the first one was that she picked Elephant, which is a very good movie, but it brought everybody yeah, way the fuck downer, down. Yeah. Because Elephant, to not really spoil much, Just wait, is to basically... Give context, how old are you like, roughly when this is going on? Um, so when I she... mean, like, high school? Yeah, when she has to rent Elephant, we were... Um, we don't need specific ages, just like, uh, yeah, we I were, just want to give uh, people context. Uh, uh, like, freshman in college. Okay. And then... Uh, the smokers was like sophomore yeah. in college. Okay, so yeah, yeah, early college. Just to give the idea, yeah. like this wasn't for like a high-minded intellectual, like let's study film and, and discuss it. This yeah, was like, no. hey, let's have some fun and watch yeah. some movies. And she brought Elephant. Yeah, no, yeah, right. it was it was Got a movie it. night kind of thing. And yeah, for Elef- people who may have not seen Elephant. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, okay. it's it's a it's a Columbine allegory. Yeah, it's Gus Van Sant. It's yeah. very pretty. It's, it's very nice. It's a very good movie, but it was not appropriate no, for what we were trying to do. Very heavy and sad. So. Yeah, after that, we're like, Nora, you're on thin ice here for picking movies. And about a year later, or whatever the heck it was, she picks The Smokers, and we watch it, and I was furious at this film. I thought it was hot garbage. I thought it was one of the most anti-feminist movies I had seen. I thought that the acting was bad. I thought that the message was bad. The acting is bad. The message is a mess. Yeah. I just, I was so mad. And honestly, like, my opinion has changed now that I'm a little older. It's been about 10 years since I've seen it. And I no longer find it as viscerally infuriating as I used to. Now I just think it's too, you know, trashy and stupid to be all that offensive. It's just tasteless. But we'll get into a lot of that. 
Okay, so I, I just glanced at the back, um, the back blurb of yeah. the DVD. Yeah. And it's just like... I forgot that you had that. I was actually looking for what the, the back I, says, because so, I, I couldn't figure out why it was so... It doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, it sounds like shit, <laughs> but like, it doesn't sound like bad shit. It sounds like, oh, this will be dumb. Like, this will be fun. It, it sounds like Jawbreaker. Uh, Tina, you referenced Jawbreaker right. while we were watching it. It kind of sounds like Jawbreaker. Like, oh, this will be dumb fun. Like Right. Jawbreaker is... A masterpiece by comparison. Yes, and Jawbreaker is like it's like a C plus film. Right, like, it's not great. It's no. fun. It's a fun watch. It's got it's, a good soundtrack. Right, it's got a great soundtrack. The acting's not bad. What's it's, that Yoo Hoo song? Was that like the big hit from that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, who does that? So do I. But um, the back says like, okay, I'll just read. It's two paragraphs. <laughs> Deal with this. Disillusioned, disenfranchised, and just completely dissed. Three girlfriends take revenge on all those guys who did them wrong in this outrageously wry and award winning. Asterisk. Tale. <laughs> Featuring the hot new talents of Dominique Swain, Busy Phillips, and Carrie Lynn Pratt, The Smokers pushes every boundary and breaks every rule with an unflinching look at the gender war as played out behind the ivy-covered wall, ivy walls of an American private school. Second paragraph. Tired of being used and abused by the opposite sex, Jefferson, Karen, and Lisa decide to turn the tables on the guys who cross them by teaching them a sex ed lesson they'll never forget. But their little scheme backfires when their secret gets out making them the attraction of every guy on campus. And when one of the school's jocks goes too far, he sets into motion a chain of events that could change all their lives forever. That, I feel like that's misleading that's in a lot of ways. technically true. Quite, quite. All those things are technically true, but, like, no, that sounds like that's the setup to the movie. That's the whole movie. That's the whole movie. It gives the you the, even movie. the end. And, but, well, yeah, and, and, a, and also, yeah, most of that's the last, like, half hour. Yeah, Here's the, the other jock thing. that goes too far, the chain of events he sets in motion are the last five minutes Right, the exactly. <laughs> the other thing is... Oh, but um, I want to mention the asterisk. The award that it won is the Audience Award 2000 New York International Independent Film and Video Festival. We tried to look up a list of what else was nominated to see what this beat and could not find that information, correct? Uh, again, very cursory. I was just on IMDb. Yeah, yeah. I didn't actually try to look up. It doesn't really yeah. matter. It must have been slim pickings that year. Yeah. The other problem I have with that, well, I have two problems with that. Number one, they say that it makes them... The, uh, attractive to all the men on campus. It doesn't. It's just that one yeah, guy. It's that one oh, yeah. dude. It's the only dude, A, that finds it attractive, and B, real. Like, at no point in this movie was I sure who knew what. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. What's happening? Wait, doesn't he know? Wait, what? Also, like, I think a couple of the guys look like each other. Yeah, they yeah. do. Also, but, there's a character named Dan and a character named David. Oh, that got it's real like, confusing to me. It's just yeah. like, of all the names in the fucking universe, like, I get that they're white guys and whatever, but like, there's other white guy names. There's no Bryans in this whole thing. Well, especially Matt, since one of the Michael. girls was named Jefferson and the other Jefferson. one Lincoln. Yeah. Like, you couldn't have come up with something more to creative. To be fair, they are sisters. Yeah. That's Dominique Swain is Jefferson, Lincoln is Thora Birch. They are both wackadoos of different varieties. The other problem I have with that back of box description yeah. is they say that they're. None of it was my reading. My reading was spot on. You're, oh, it was phenomenal. Thank you. But. Golf um, you read good. Um, you read good. You read good. Uh, <laughs> my biggest problem with that is they specifically mention the school is ivy covered. Yeah. Except that the very the opening first monologue. opening monologue, she says, everybody assumes that we have an ivy covered school. We're really in the middle of farmland. When I, when I tell people I went to a private school, they either picture some kind of castle or an ivy covered wall, but we went to a building in the middle of cornfields in your backyard. 
might have to cut that just because it's very hard to understand you. It's that's what that's actually except for how loud and clearly I mumbled. Yeah. It's basically most of the dialogue in this movie. No, I know. Yeah, she says, um, when I tell people I went to a private school, they either picture some, like, castle or an ivy-covered blah, 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 but this is actually in farmland in your backyard, is what she right. says. Right, and it's like, yeah. the back of the box specifically states that it's an ivy-covered school. And bitch, I'm from Philly, you don't know what my backyard looks like. You know what my backyard's got? A backed-up drain that I am having trouble cleaning. <laughs> Hashtag Philadelphia problems. You guys ready to dive in? Yeah. yeah. I can't wait yeah. to use the bell. So I would just like to mention before we dive in that yeah. I now have a bell. Yeah, if you've listened to previous episodes, first, thank you. B, have you told people about us? Because you should. And C, yeah, Tina always says, uh, she's mentioned that uh, her brother has a podcast, uh, and on it they have a bell to redirect you back to the central topic if you're getting too tangential. Also, Tina and I uh, were big fans of Craig Ferguson's and Late Night Show and Nelson. We're all um, big fans of Craig Ferguson. We love Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson, are you listening? Yes. He's super excellent. If anybody listening knows Craig Ferguson, please tell them that we love him. Craig we Ferguson, do. can you hear me? Right. Would and, you uh, like to join us? Yeah, Craig would you like Ferguson? to be a guest because you can pick a movie and we'll watch it with you. And we'll buy you dinner. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Like whatever you want. Yeah, that'd be great. But he's vegan, so it'll That's be, fun. yeah. And Philly's got lots I of know. vegan options. Yep. I know. Mr. Ferguson. Yeah, we're like a major city and everything, guys. <laughs> but, uh,. But anyway, moral of the story is I have a bell now. I made a bell. Um, I wield the power of the bell. <laughs> so what, when... What's the bell sound like? There you go. Isn't it beautiful? It's very clear. Listen, I love having clear a... Clear t- as a... Uh, some kind of... Uh, like a... Yes. We're done. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's very it's very tangible. I enjoy that. Yeah. It's not my little phone bell noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's such satisfaction. It's like when you when it's you the satisfaction slam... white ladies get of ringing for desk service. Yeah. yeah. Or like ringing for the police. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's a similar thing, but it's also a lot like slamming. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you hear this just happened like yesterday or the day before? Bing uh, uh, Rames's neighbors called the police. Because they no. said a large black man had broken into the house next door. It was Ving Rames' house, and the police held Ving Rames at gunpoint in his own home for breaking into his own home because he had to happen to be a black guy. Are you kidding? Yeah. What? I don't know all the details, but that is the little article that I read was that his neighbors had called to say that they saw a large black man in the house next door, which was Ving Rames' house. Ving Rames, by the way, is a large black man, and the police held him, apparently, at gunpoint in his own home. I don't know for how long. But wow. Did they not know who they lived next to? Well, I mean, to be fair, it's not like in Philly where, you know, I'm sure there's, like, land or whatever, but, like, okay. how, do you fu- how do you not fucking know who Ving Rames is? I don't know. He's, A, he's in... Pulp Fiction, one of the most famous movies of all time, and B, he's in like five of the six, uh, the, not Lethal Weapon, Mission Impossible's, and the newest one just came out. And it's like they're it's a big movie franchise, guys. It's been going on for like twenty well, years. Well, right, but racist white people think all black people look the same. That's true. They probably they probably called and said uh, Samuel L. Jackson broke into the house next right, door. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also, I since would just like to mentioned... offer Ving Rames if you would like to come on the podcast or move in next to me. I won't call the cops on you because I'm not an asshole. Right. Since we mentioned Craig Ferguson, we should mention why that's important. Yes, the bell. Oh, yeah. The bell. So Craig Ferguson also had a bell, and he had assignments for how many dings and what they meant. And we'll go through them maybe. 
As bonus features. As bonus features. It, it'll depend on how many times I ring the bell, um, and then Hunter will break into it, and then we'll move to the next topic. All right. All right. I got Hunter on we his just, toes we now. just added an extra level to this. <laughs> you ready? we got to make it entertaining some You ways. do realize that when I come on here, I always add the extra level. Yeah, that's true. That's why you bring me here. It's true. So, so, let's get into this nightmare. <laughs> the Smokers. Yeah, so we're starting at Lyndhurst Academy. It's a boarding school. That's a detail. Um... It's a detail you'll never forget because it has the same hat as Make Whoa. America Great Again. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Blew my fucking mind. I didn't know what I was looking at. We both pointed and went, is that Trump? <laughs> we both just pointed and made old man can't speak noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carrie Lynn's prep, shitty, Lynn Prep's shitty boyfriend. Carrie Lynn Prep plays Lisa. Yes. Who is, if you're going to break them down to like caricatures, she's like the virginal baby of the group. Yeah. She's very sweet and innocent and whatever. Yeah. She doesn't so. know how to use tampons. She's a virgin. Like, all this just broad stroke Shh. bullshit. She's, a, she's yeah. awful. Yeah. But so her, her boyfriend has this hat that is bright red with white lettering. And, and I guarantee it's the same font. We yeah. had to pause it and take it back because Tina and Hunter lost their mind. I was not sure <laughs> yeah. it didn't say Make America Great Again. And I was like... Fucking what is that? Okay, so I have many interesting theories, one of which is that as we get closer to the end of all space and time, what constitutes reality is going to start breaking down. And I, mean, I think it already probably has, which explains all kinds of weird phenomenon all up and down the board from like Bigfoot to people that think that Shaquille O'Neal starred in a movie called Shazam or whatever. <laughs> Like all those, all this dumb shit. No, you just remembered a movie wrong. It's not a parallel reality, Edgar. Like, <laughs> Edgar. I don't, just I just picked it out of thin air. But anyway, so I was like, oh my god, maybe this is tangible proof that all of time and space is starting to break down, and somehow some brave, stupid time traveler kicked one of those Make America Great Again hats back in time and ended up where it belongs in the discount bin of history. They bought it at, what was it, a Target? What, no, what was it, Marshall's? Uh, Ross. It was a Ross, Ross sale rack mm-hmm. where all the clothes in this movie came from. There was that and there was also the guy who had made his own t-shirt saying, Rape Me Too. Yeah. Yeah, that was real strange. Yeah, it that, might, all it needed was a hashtag. Yeah, yeah. well, coming coming about but they 10 didn't have minutes, that in no. 2000. It was, was a pound, pound sign. sign. Yes. <laughs> or the technical term, Octothorpe. Octothorpe. Ooh. Yes. That should have been the name of their fucking university. Well, I'm going to call something an Octothorpe now. When I, I tell what, people but... I went to Octothorpe University, they picture some kind of university oh where octopuses teach us how to live underwater. <laughs> well, it's not true. I went to school in the middle of your backyard. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there, there are some, there are some weird. This movie sucks, gang. <laughs> so there's bad. Some weird prescient moments, and yet that's still not enough to save this. No, it's if anything, it's just it's just proof that fucking as we all learned from true detective time is a flat circle gang like shit what goes around it comes back around and it's coming back around so movie opens on dude my first note is executive producer quincy jones and then yeah so many question marks that it ran off the page and i so, wrote on my bed <laughs> so it's busy phillips who plays karen and dominique uh, swain, dominique swain who plays jefferson. jefferson they are trying to teach carrie lynn pratt lisa how to use a tampon because she's yes so pure and virginal she's never done that and right. so to give you the bro yeah. again this movie is just like stereotypes um, up and down dominique swain is the wild card yeah she is like kind of dressed i mean like it's 2000 so we're riding out of the 90s so like that rave color scheme and 
mix of materials and shit, but it's that kind of, like, 90s, like, rocker thing. Everyone looks like they stepped out of Adelia's catalog. Oh, dude. Oh, man, except not enough camo. Not enough camo. It might be, it might be part Delia's part alloy. Google that for oh, the children out there. Yeah. But, yeah. Much like Wu-Tang, Google is for the children. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, so she is like the the wild child rocker, fucking you know, in your face. Like she's punk attitudey chick. Jefferson, which is Dominique Swain, is like the artsy one. I would say, like she, you know, yeah. she listens to opera and she has like life model sketching, you know, shit on her wall. And she wears for some reason like a giant marabou fucking they cowboy all, well, hat. Well, they all wear marabou. There's the so many. Dude, I didn't think of it while we were watching this, but just fuck this movie. Drink to hats. And when I say drink to hats, you will know what I mean. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot of hats in this Uh movie. And just finish your beer when you see that legally not a mega hat because you gotta. It's the only way to feel okay. It's true. You're not gonna feel better unless you do it. It does, but the first one is the big one. Later on, he just picks it up like off his knee and walks out of the scene. But that's the one where he puts it on and then stands up and we went. (laughs) (laughs) There's also another scene where. Also, before we even do this, I did want to just point out that when the whole tampon thing was happening, yes, Tina, you specifically said that this doesn't bode well. It doesn't. No, at, at that point, I had already. We, we were not even four like, minutes no, in. Not even. We were like, and I was two like, minutes outside the credits, and I was already like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Now, here are my biggest <laughs> problems with this. Okay, number one, shut it down. <laughs> number one, no one, no woman in the face of. Uh, all of time has ever ever had to tell another woman how to use a tampon specifically this way yeah busy phillips is holding two tampons hands one to lisa lisa goes into the stall busy phillips then feels the need to open the other one the second one well, for the audience's she's, benefit she's right. demonstrating how to do it but she's already in the stall right so lisa's in the stall so she's demonstrating it for essentially the camera yeah which is weird in of itself and she's describing to her how to do it. And Lisa is so afraid of a tampon that she throws it into the toilet and just wads a bunch of toilet paper and shoves it in her panties and flushes the toilet. And at this point, I thought there'd be a really amusing, like, toilet overflow. Because yeah. yeah. there's, like, the girls in there that are the, what are they? Frosty Posse. The, the Frosty Posse. Because they love Wendy. Which, they just happen to be in this school bathroom with, like, towels wrapped around their heads and face masks on shaving well, their legs well, it's, it's, a, it's boarding a boarding school. school right but so it's like a shared bathroom yeah, on the floor for all the girls it's, yeah it's, it's their dorm yeah so but I, that I seems get that. a it little does, strange i thought it was yeah. weird too but i was like i'm willing to give this a pass i guess right. i think that my problem with it was there are no showers in that room no but also from a filmmaking perspective there's no establishing shot of like the building Right. anything. It's literally a shot of a wall with a plaque on it that reads, what is it? Lindhurst Academy. Lindhurst Academy. And it's like a shot of a brick wall with that on it and like you can kind of see past the gate a little but it's just, there's nothing back. You don't see anything. And then I'm pretty sure the next shot is in the bathroom. So you have no idea if this is like a public well, bathroom. Well, that's uh, the other thing know. is that it felt like, it didn't look like a dorm bathroom no. to me. There were no showers. There was like three bathroom stalls. But there might have been showers. Right, there's but no way for us to know because they don't actually show us the, any of the they, area they're in. Well, they circle it. They do. They, do they? Yeah, because when they walk notice. in, you see the two girls shaving their legs. They walk to the far wall on the right. And the girls shaving their legs are on the left, and the stalls are directly in front of yeah. the camera. Yeah, yeah, So okay. you're seeing all four walls. There's no showers okay. in that yeah. So it seemed very strange to me. It almost seemed like it was, like, in the school area. Where did they shower? I don't know. 
Maybe they just scoop water out of the toilets. I don't know, but um, I was hoping at that point that the toilet would overflow. They'd already the girls had already left. The the frosty posse was still in there. Yeah. The girls were already walking that out. Rhyme. No, it's terrible. It seems like it's supposed to rhyme, but yeah. you know it doesn't rhyme. And then I was hoping that the toilet would just like wildly overflow on these girls that were trying to shave their legs. Or like, or like she flushes it and she's like, all done. And then like maybe one of the other two, either Dominique Swain or Busy Phillips, would be like, um, are you sure? And like point and it's like still floating in the yeah. toilet bowl because like there's no fucking way that thing flushed. Yeah. Right. And if it did, you're going to have a major problem. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm a, I'm a lifelong uh, man. Uh, <laughs> and even I know you don't flush fucking tampons. Like, no. Probably because I read. <laughs> but also, most specifically, plastic applicator tampons, yeah. which is what she was holding. For sure. Yeah. Like, if you flush a paper tampon, it probably won't destroy your plumbing. I but thought like, the idea was that it, it, the smaller pipes, it could expand it, enough it to can, plug it up. It can, um, especially it. with older pipes. But, yeah. like, this was... The, the paper ones are made for flushing. They, oh, they okay. don't actually... You shouldn't flush it. No. You should flush it. No. Everyone, we should be shitting outside. I mean, also the paper ones are be- those, better those toilet spiders for the environment. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. What I, I blacked out when she said toilet spiders. <laughs> 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 but yeah. Yeah, still joke. Yeah. So we established <laughs> yeah. the Frosty Posse, who I guess Lisa used to run with. Yeah, I want to. Then... They they specifically say she used to be a member of the Frosty Posse. They they give no insight into why that changed or how Lisa ended up with these like verifiable weirdos like these are the fucking weirdos like remember in the craft when Feruza Balk is like, like we, we are, are the weirdos, weirdos yeah it's, this is them right they're, it's they're a bunch just of like, like weirdo like too much derelict. makeup yeah like dressing real crazy doing what they want rock and roll fucking writing on the walls and shit and doing outsider art like those girls well, but like they just like got I don't know essentially like Tracy Flick from election to join them except not a sociopath you know who she kind of reminded me of? You know in Saved, Mandy Moore's yeah, character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's it is, yeah. it's like Not... willfully pure. Mm-hmm. Like, we see her right after this uh, about to have sex with her boyfriend. Da- is that the David? He's the Dan? Dan or David. He's, one he's of David, the... I think. He's David, okay. Um, I think he's Dan. All right, so he's the Dan. Boy. I think he's Dan. So he's the Dan. And he's about to have sex with her. And she's like, turn the nut with the lights David. on. And then he's like, all right, and he turns the light off, and he gets back in bed, and he starts moving on her, and she's like, oh, don't you have, like, a candle or something? And he gets up, and this is the worst shot. Like, we would take it back, because none of us knew what he actually pulled out of the fucking It looks like drawer. a ruler. I was yeah. like, why is he grabbing a ruler? It was the it was an incense, like, Burner, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah incense, yeah. Uh, uh, whatever, there's a word for that. But I don't know, channel, but yeah, but yeah. yeah. And it's one of those long incense things. And then, like, he, like, holds up, I guess, the other thing in his hand was, like, a bag of incense. But there's no shot of, like, clear enough that we know what that is. He's like, is this good? She's like, yeah. And then... Charger. Charger, yeah, Incense charger, yeah. And then he starts, I guess, fingering her. He's like, oh, what's this? And she's like, it's that time of the month. he's like, oh, okay, well, let's fuck anyway, or whatever. Meanwhile, I wrote in my notes... Up and down catwalk because I couldn't really tell who was going from where to where and why. I yeah, I have no idea. Phillips, uh, well, Karen and Karen and Jefferson were just like. I think they were all sneaking in like to the boys' dorm or something like that. Right, but I thought they they looked in the one window and it was the 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 lady like the dean of women or whatever or whatever the title is. You know who shows up later. Yeah, I don't know actually. The so, lady yeah, it's, in charge of the yeah. girls. She's the dorm mother. Not, or it's, mother. Not, yeah. it's not very. Because then clear. the dean of yeah. men or whatever comes in and catches uh, Lisa in bed with the David. 
and um, or the Dan, Dan. I, whoever <laughs> the Dan David, one, one, the David yeah. Dan, yeah. whoever it is, the D bag. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then it's just like nothing. They they kind of get suspended. It doesn't come well, wait, up anything. Well, we, other, we, we've jumped on I know, something. I'm all yeah. over the place, but it just but didn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But also, what what infuriated me about that is she says it's that time of the month. Yeah, and he looks a little annoyed. Yeah, but then he just goes right for it and plunges yeah. into her. Yeah. yeah. He's well, like about well, to make actual the, penetration, and then Busy Phillips starts banging on the window, and he's like, he like looks at Busy Phillips yeah. and is like, "Fuck it, I'm doing it." Yeah, and he just does this one big thrust, and then he gets out of bed to go open the window with yeah. like a bloody dick. With a bloody yeah. dick that he immediately has pants back well, on too. Also. Right, and, and she has a line where he was like, "I was waiting six months for this," and she's like, "I was waiting seventeen years." I've been waiting yeah. my whole life yeah, so, for this so, awful sexual experience. So yeah basically like the the worst you know first time you could possibly imagine where nobody got off uh, nobody I, was happy there's a worst first time uh. you could lose your virginity while watching the smokers oh my god <laughs> it worse it way worse it worse that nobody's coming nobody no. i can't come to this it's like billy joel <laughs> honestly honestly that's inside that's some inside baseball this movie is Listen, no, everybody knows you can't come to Billy Joel. It's not that inside. No. Poor Billy Joel. Poor Billy Joel. But I mean, somebody's probably come to him in real life, but not his music. Yeah, no, he's got to be playing Sting. <laughs> you can come to Sting. You can come to Sting. <laughs> and you should. It takes a while. Often. It does take a lot it takes of time. A long yeah. Time. <laughs> That's a tantric sex joke. Yeah, you see him in Dune, you come to that. Yeah, I could listen. I could come to Sting for Got sure. Fucking, like his space brief things going yeah, on. Yeah. His codpiece looks like it was designed by the, the guys that dressed the Road Warriors tag team listen, for WWF. Sting is a god. I don't care what anybody says. He looks the same. He's beautiful and he's yeah. got a very good voice. And oh yeah, uh, did, uh, so okay, we we debated on other episodes of this program how to say this, but um, the director of Blade Runner and. Uh, the arrival, Dennis Villeneuve, or Denis Villeneuve. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, I've never actually heard it pronounced. Um, but he's doing Dune, he's doing a two-film adaptation of Dune, and I was like, you could just cast Sting as the same character he played in the Yeah, year totally well. good. <laughs> yeah. yep. It would still look great. He'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can still fit into those. You can. Most certainly. You can, Gordon. Uh, oh, Gordon. What a babe. Anyway. Babely is Gordon ever. It's true. <laughs> Gordon so, from yeah. Sesame Street. I'll maybe ring the bell again. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um... I mean, I... You know, if you're... Also, if you've been waiting 17 years to get laid, right? You decided you this man... You this shit? You decided this man is gonna be it. Fine. I'm not judging right. you. But maybe... Right, but yeah. maybe, maybe wait We're until... We're not sure what his name is. Maybe wait until you're not bleeding. Yeah. Listen, right. I don't judge. If you like to fuck on your period, yeah. but, but that's great. Right, I, but if you want to have the... controversial to some people, but, like, it's not, you That's know, not the way to start deal, your way right. into the sex scene. Yeah. But if, you, yeah. if, you, if you've been planning, quote-unquote, planning this for, you know, like, whatever, I've been waiting 17 years for this special, perfect moment. It's right. Like, did it involve you being on your period at the time? Like, right, like you couldn't have just yeah. waited a couple more days in that case? Like, I don't know. No, he couldn't have. And also, like, 
from a storytelling point of view, there's any number of like, oh, well, I promised him, you know, like any kind of, I mean, because it's dumb. Everybody in this is dumb. They all have dumb teenage thoughts and thought processes. So like, obviously we're fucking adults. So we know like, there's no such thing as I promised to have sex with that person. And so now I have to. Right. Like, it's not a life debt. It's not a fucking Wookiee life debt. where like, <laughs> oh, I, I swore I would fuck him on the 17th. And now the 17th has come. <laughs> like, no, you can just be like, nah, dude, I'm on my period. Give me, give me five fucking days. Well, the other thing is, I Let's could also see if they ex- if they explained it away with like it was prom night sex or something, right. then I kind like, of oh, get I it. Where it's I'd like fuck him on his birthday, but I got my period. Like then you'd be like, okay, at least there's a story reason why she's still going. Why she with feels this. like she needs to, but it doesn't make any sense to me why this super religious wholesome girl. And also, I literally just realized this while we're talking about it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah. Like, none of this comes to anything. No, none of it comes to anything. We are, well, we are discussing completely... Every, every scene point. in this is bewildering it, uh, it, in what it is about and how it relates to anything else. Yeah. I, I believe this is giving her a motivation for wanting to get involved with the scheme. But none of their motivations and make any sense. No, no. That's what I'm saying. They're, none of them are, they're and, not viable. They're also, not explainable. Also, maybe it, also having Busy Phillips as a witness to that to further just be I like, guess. men are scum and they deserve I, this. I, he yeah. didn't even do anything. Yeah. No, he's just a no. horny 17-year-old. Yeah. Right, and she she said she was ready. She didn't say no. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole through line in this, which I don't necessarily want to be the one to bring up because I'm a dude. I'll like, do it. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, they talk about rape a lot in this movie, and there's no rape until there's rape. And, like, when there's rape in this movie, you're aware of it. Yeah. It didn't sneak up on you. You're like, oh, I guess that... No, no, like, this was... There's out-and-out obvious rape in this movie. Yes. Um, Yeah, and... But before that, for most of the movie, they're talking as though they were raped. But they mean it, I think, on an emotional level, which is fucking baby garbage. Yeah, um, Karen, Karen, especially, appears to view sexual interactions between men and women as being inherently a power play in which women lose. Yeah, tantamount to rape. Yes. And so she has... I honestly thought there was going to be... There's a parent's day yeah. two-thirds of the way through this, and um, Busy Phillips' mom says, like, oh, I told me, let me tell your father to park the car... And Busy Phillips says, like, you brought him? And I was like, oh, are they going to reveal that, like, oh, my God, like, she was raped by her father or something? Like, that's her motivation? No. Parents' Day means nothing. The parents mean nothing. Most of the characters in this mean nothing. Yeah, that maybe was a dropped thread or something. It would, or, yeah, okay, maybe. Or possibly is something that they just were trying to hint at but didn't really manage to do it that well. Yeah, I was just like, none of this goes anywhere, and yeah. it doesn't like, we should talk about, we haven't talked she, about the plot. I mean, she does also seem to have daddy issues because she did hook Ooh. up with, like, a much older guy. Mr. And, Big. And get all PO'd about it's it. It's legally not Mr. Big from yeah. Sex and the City. It's so, just a rich, a rich actually, dude. Actually, yeah, okay, so let's do let's do that, because that basically is what happens next is the three of them are, like, going to break or something at Jefferson's they, house they go Chicago. into Chicago yeah, yeah for like let's have fun weekend even though they're on punishment remember I said nothing matters at all yeah nothing matters because remember when she got caught for sleeping with her boyfriend and they all got like on punishment and they were grounded yeah. to the campus well that doesn't matter because they just go to Chicago in the next scene yeah so that was worth my time um they padded this whole fucking movie that scene could just be cut because it yeah. doesn't have any bearing on anything yeah meet Thor Birch. Yeah, uh, Thor Birch looks like she found a bunch of old Bjork lookbooks in the garbage and just sort of stitched an outfit together out of, like, shit Bjork was like, 
that's I can't do that. That's too crazy. <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah. At one point, she has the craziest and I would say best big bad Mad Hatter hat that they sold on boardwalks. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's very big. It is like vinyl or something, dude. And I mean, she's, she's always wearing crazy makeup, but also so is every fucking buddy else. Everybody yeah. looks like... Well, no, not everybody, because okay. um, Lisa looks, you know, okay, yeah, Lisa... she looks clean and like a Disney princess. Yeah, I mean, also, when they first come in, she's smoking a gigantic red bong. Yeah, it is, yeah. It is six feet long. <laughs> it's probably uh, like three, but yeah. yeah. She's she's doing it with one nah, of those. Dog. She's lighting it with one of those um barbecue she's, lighters. Yeah, she's yeah, using a barbecue lighter. Yeah, because yeah. she cannot reach it. That's a massive bomb. Like she could ride it to school. I have friends. I uh, had these friends who had a bomb. It was roughly that size. Just wanted to put this on the podcast because it's funny to me. That bomb was named or nicknamed the Big Red Machine Cane. Yeah. Which tells you two of our primary concerns at that time. <laughs> it says a lot. It speaks volumes. It does. And I still love wrestling. Hmm. I don't really talk about that one. Pop Pop's got bad lungs. <laughs> oh, you, you need a vaporizer. Yeah, or like, I, you know, I, I, people have had good experiences cool. with edibles, but I'm not one of I haven't had bad experiences. I haven't had any experience. And I'm just, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to. Another thing too is spend an evening not knowing if I'm going to enjoy myself or not. It's so much stronger now. <laughs> yeah. Even in the past ten years, it's gotten stronger. You say that, but you know. No, I mean like they've tested like the THC content. Yeah. Actually, so apparently THC and CBD are inverse, and CBD is what kind of gives you like the relaxation, and THC gives you like the psychedelic stuff, right. and also can be anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. So it's not a great ratio. You're gonna have more people kind of not being mellow on that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, but I wasn't. Although I, it's, I, it's getting to the point now where because of legalization, they're starting to synthesize CBD out or, or maybe it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, they're, yeah. They're able to do. They're separating them out. Yeah. 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 And they're able to more specialize strains. Yeah. Which I mean, like was always a thing, but I think now that it is becoming decriminalized and legalized, they're able to more precisely do it. You don't have to take the word of somebody named like nicknamed like clown shoes. Mm. He'll be like, "Yeah, it's like a real heady high," and you're like, "I don't. I mean, I just met you because the third guy I called recommended you." <laughs> like, I, that's not exactly how you find an expert. Also, I was watching uh, the Blank Explained or whatever yeah. on uh, Netflix. They had this like little section of it where they were talking about how like, oh yeah, people talk about things being like indica or sativa. But everything in the United States is a hybrid. Yeah. So really, it's just some dude smoking it and being like, this hits more like an indica, or this hits like more of a sativa. Well, that's like everybody it's, saying, yeah. everybody... It's all bullshit. For a while, in, uh, in Philly at least, was like, felt. yeah, this is hydro. And I'm like, do you actually know what that means? Like, was this hydroponically grown? And they're like, yeah, like, I got it from a dude. And I'm like, that's not an answer to my question. And they're like, do you want it? I'm like, of course I want it. <laughs> I literally would never speak to you if I didn't want it. You're a, you're annoying as fuck, because all you talk about is that, like, the wheat. Oh, God, I can't, I can't. <laughs> pop, pop, retired. <laughs> oh, pop, pop. Yeah, I just, like, I was never, I'm not a fan of drug culture. Like, I like, I like being high. Being high is awesome. It is, pun intended, dope mm. but like i don't 
don't like dealing with people. Like, I just want a good friend of mine to show up and be like, I brought the drugs that I may or may not have told you I was bringing, and now we're going to do them. And I'm like, okay, my Saturday is free. You, know you used I mean? to have like, a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they, they've disappeared on us. Yeah, they're dead, yo. Well, one uh, of them survived. Oh, I mean, a lot of them survived. They, they, some of them have changed their identities. Some of them are on their own from the law. It's like a uh, 18 kind of deal. Some if of you them... can contact them, if you can find them, they will probably get you high. Yeah. I mean, also, too, you don't have that kind of free time anymore. No, I have a more regimented schedule. I had a, I had a professor in college for one of my sociology classes. We were talking about Freud, so then we were talking about cocaine. So then he was talking about all the LSD he used to do in college in the 70s. And he goes, I don't understand why you kids aren't doing more drugs because now is the time to do them. And I raised my hand and I was like, dude, nobody has time to do LSD anymore. Most of us have jobs on top of all the time we spend in class. It's a different Yeah, but he was right, though. Like, you could have taken LSD and then done your job because it doesn't matter. <sighs> Whatever. College but, like, is the time to do a bunch of LSD and still go to work. Well, that's the thing is, I'm like, I have a hard enough time figuring out how to be high for like an hour or two, much less like eight. So, okay. It seems like that's tangential. It's not because Thora Birch, <laughs> Thora Birch does an entire litany, a oh, Shakespearean soliloquy. It's not about it's, weed. It's the night before Christmas. I know it's the night before Christmas, but it's like yeah. But it's yeah. In rhyme. It's, it's about drugs. Um, IMDb has it if you want. Do they have the whole thing? Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, God. Do. I have to relive this? Uh, you loved it. Did I? I, I don't know. I Is that it. what love looks like? That's why I'm so off track. Yeah, that's why we're all going to die alone. Right. This, this, train, this like. train went off the rails a long time ago if that's what love looks like. But we took a, a little behind the peek behind the curtain. <laughs> we took a small break. But while we took that break... Pop Pop, listen to Love Shack. Yeah. <laughs> Love Shack is a really great song. It's There's not a lot of songs better than Love Shack. I just want to say, props to the B-52s. Well, yeah. if the B-52s are listening. If the B-52s would like to appear, or Fred Schneider specifically, oh. we can have a Talks Like This contest. I would love every second of that. I have a pretty good Fred Schneider. You do? When we do karaoke, I have an unbeatable Fred Schneider. It's pretty phenomenal. <laughs> it was great just because I you, you started singing, and I saw everybody's heads just like swiveling around trying to find who the hell yeah. was sounding like that. So unlike most people to do karaoke, I refuse to leave my booth <laughs> because Pop Pop is not here for your entertainment. Pop Pop is here for his own entertainment. Why do you keep. Uh, I don't know when you became Pop Pop. <laughs> it was while you were out. Yeah. Uh, was, I wasn't gone long, guys. We weren't gone that long, but that was when I crossed the meridian. Yeah. <laughs> um, pop Pop gets four beers in him and suddenly he's Pop Pop. That's right. <laughs> but no, I. I yeah, oh my it's like, God. I want to sing karaoke because I really fucking enjoy it, but I don't want everyone to look at me because don't look at me. Um, so I just stayed in the booth and did my, like, pretty good Fred Schneider without getting up, and it was a lot of fun, because, yeah, people just kept looking around like, is fucking Fred Schneider here? What's going on? Sign says, stay away, fools! It's fucking great. So good. It's my favorite. So, so Thor Bird. Whoa! 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 <laughs> you pop, do pop, not- ring the bell! You do not get to ring the bell! <laughs> this is mutiny. Wow. Pop-Pop rang the bell. Pop-Pop's done with the beers. <laughs> no. Pop-Pop needs to take a nap. you a belting for that. A belting? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
Now who's the worst? Oh, it's always been me. It's, yeah. Because this is the it's, smoker. It's never not been me. Yeah, you know what? You're on full probation. <laughs> you might get booted off your own podcast. Uh. <laughs> You're a guest. <laughs> I'm... I'm co-host, the- Tina Dillon. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, that wasn't a move on. That was the um, the bell ending the match. <laughs> and, and you're talking about mutiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She is dead. <laughs> Here we go. Moving on. All right. All right. So, Thorbirch has this whole thing. And here it is. Twas the night before a party. Went all through the town. No pigs were stirring. No cops were around. We drank seagrams and smoked Panama Reds while visions of the munchies danced through our heads. But all of a sudden came a knock at the door. We all yelled, pigs, and hit the floor. But what to our red-glazed eyes should appear? A fucking pound of Colombian with two kegs of beer. The man at the door flashed us a smile. So we said, come in, man, you should party a while. But we heard him exclaim as he flew through the sky, marijuana to all, and to all a great high. I don't know how the cadence was, because I... That was at least as good, if not much better than Thor Reverse. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it sucks. It sucks so much, you guys. Like, that might have sounded like a fun thing from a fun movie. It is not. No. Yeah, all of that would be a lie. Yeah. Yeah. We're making this movie sound much more fun than it is. Because we're great. More fun. Well, so, this movie is terrible. Well, so even bare bones, like, they don't have a good also, score or soundtrack. Also, oh no, they the score have, is... They the score's porn music. Yeah. The yeah. Lying Its Roots as probably originally a porn. Yeah. And the soundtrack is like... It's a bunch of shit that's trying real hard to sound like belly. Yeah. Does that make sense to everybody? Does everybody get the belly yeah. reference? Yeah. Oh, it's a little bit belly. And every so often, sometimes somebody listens to some opera. Oh, yeah, So yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a little bit of that. Jefferson listens to opera. What was the one song that was, like, clearly just being ripped off? She's Got the Look. Some song in this. Oh, oh yeah, God, She's Got the yeah. Look, which is, is like, not it, but yeah, sounds just yeah. like it's it. It's like the elevator music. We legally don't have the rights to play She's Got the Look, so it's, like, a song called, like, it's probably called something like, She's Attractive to My Eyes. <laughs> but it's, like, the same chord progressions, harmonies, and basic vocal cadence. But do, uh, dudes and ladies all in, in radio late. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's, Ooh, it's everything bad. in this is bad. But yeah, so the music and the score leaves a lot to be desired. The lighting's not that great. No, lighting's the direction. It's lit not, like a porno. Yeah, the direction. It's lit like a porno of this era. Yeah, and the but acting I'll, gets real shaky in spots. Also, I want to point out though, porno of this era, especially like a lot of porn is filmed on the West Coast. Yeah. So that's usually a lot of fucking uninterrupted sunshine. This whole movie is overcast at best. Like, there's yeah. no brightness to this. There was it actually is, a moment is, where we weren't sure if it was supposed to be nighttime or daytime. Or dawn it, or what. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Like, we couldn't tell if they were shooting day for night, which I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast before, I think I have, but it's where you film at basically like high noon where you have the least amount of shadow visible because the sun's right above you. And then you, I believe it's overexposed the film which makes it go past, like, brightness and start darkening up as the film, I mean, kind of burns. It overexposes. So everything gets, like, an uh, obnoxious blue tint, like a lot of music videos did at the time. And, and all those DC movies. Yeah, well, DC, but well, they're doing it digitally, which is yeah. like, you have literally the entire palette of possible colors, 
And, and choosing, you chose this. Yeah, you're choosing, yeah. choosing to look like a Stone Temple Pilots video. Which right. is like, that's a call. That's a call you've made. That's a choice. Release the Snyder Cut, guys. Pop Pop wants the Snyder Cut. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> While they're at it, could they release that uh, black and white version of Logan, too? Ooh, ooh, that's out. Is it? Yeah, yeah, that's out. It's supposed to be pretty good. I mean, I don't... I think it's not gonna hurt or harm the... Uh, yeah, hurt or yeah, help the movie. Right, but like, but... The same thing with the... Um, there's a Fury Road black and chrome edition which is the same thing but in black and white and I kind of feel like I'm sure it's great because the movie's visually great but mm. like the color in especially Fury Road is like so striking and just like it's fantastic Yeah, and I kind of don't want to lose that like I don't need to see a movie in black and white to be like oh now it's I take it seriously as a film Right. It's like no, it's I don't either. A Mad but Max movie or a Wolverine movie, I um, still take them seriously as films because they're great films. Like, right. Well, see, what's interesting to me is I'm, I'm not. In it, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the converting a color film to a black and white film. Yeah. Because I like the way that people who are recording for black and white do specific yeah. things to work with that. Yeah. Well, it's the same it's, thing they, as like they converting play with the shadow. More right. And There's pick certain colors to get certain. Let's make it richer. Yeah. yeah. It's the so, same thing as converting to 3D after the fact. Yeah. Exactly. It's just Which not going to be yeah, the yeah. same. If you didn't go into it specifically with that thought process and that basically like doing your homework beforehand. Right. Maybe I mean it might be fine, but it might not have like the desired effect. Yeah. Right. I don't know, and I don't need it in either of those films. I saw Logan and I saw Fury Road, and they're both completely excellent, and they don't need a black and white version. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got Stu? So yeah, they go out to a bar or something in Chicago. Karen picks up some older dude. Uh, Lisa- She's like, can I have a light? And he's like, yeah. And then she scoots over and he sits next to her. And then he almost immediately is like, hey, let's get out of here. And then... They play the cigarette game or the smoking game. Oh, God. Cigarette game, which is just giving giving your gal pal a shotgun uh, while, you know, doing some softcore kissing. Right. It's not a game. No. And it's not really unique. It's not a game. There's literally no way to lose this game. Or actually, maybe there's no way to win this game. Well, in this this movie, there's no winning. No, there's no winning. But I guess if you don't successfully shotgun, that's a loss. Yeah, I guess if you cough... Or you don't inhale. Yeah. You go Bill Clinton route. Yeah. <laughs> you become president. You've lost the game, Bill Clinton. <laughs> What's well, going, Bill? <laughs> I was like, how many rings did I forget? <laughs> yeah, we're here. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, so she's going to go off with this guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to mention, with the hats, yeah. did you notice that later on, there's somebody wearing a blue hat that's exactly like the red hat, but it's just got a giant American flag on it? Ooh. No, it's, yeah, that's Jeremy, and it's the American flag that says Harvard underneath it. Oh, does it? Yeah, it does. Interesting. I noticed that as well. I think I, I, think I did see that. Yep. A lot yeah. of strange yeah. Trumpy so, hat choices yeah. here. So, Jeremy's here in this scene as well. Oh, the garbage. He's Go to Trump University. It's much more prestigious. Oh, my God. So, Jeremy's in this scene as yeah. well. He's, like, an old friend of Jefferson's, and he's got a huge crush on her, but she thinks he's kind of a dork. Yeah, he is a dork. They, he is. They give they, some exposition that he used to be, like, chubby or short or both or whatever. Yeah. Kind of weird looking. Then he had a growth spurt. Now he's hot, but he's still a dork. But he's, like, the milk-toastiest guy in this whole movie. He is, like... He's a little he, whinging. 
Yeah, he's kind of like, whiny. Yeah. And a lot of the other dudes tend to, like, you know, alpha all over him. They're, yeah, they're yeah. just big college braggadocious assholes, <laughs> and he's kind of like, okay, guys. He just looks damp. He's Ross. He's, like, the Ross of the whole movie. Well, but he's also another one that doesn't, it doesn't make any sense why he's in that friend group. Yeah, which... Well, he, it's entirely from Jefferson. It was that they grew up together. No, no, no. I mean, why he oh, has the, the group guys. of guys. Yeah. yeah. And she asked him uh, later. That was, that was yeah. surprising. And he, he just gives her a face? No, he says, like, it's the same reason that you're doing whatever. It's the same reason you have the gun. Right, that's like, what he what? says. And I still don't know what that I means. I don't understand what that means. Do you get that? We haven't even gotten to the gun. While that's happening, uh, Lisa's shitty boyfriend, Dan or Dave or whoever he's like hitting on a woman at the bar and stuff and they're all gonna leave and he doesn't want to leave and stuff None of matters. yeah well it does busy leaves with the guy in the limo that's yeah. all that matters they all okay. they can live there it doesn't matter they get abducted by pirate ghosts it doesn't matter like none of these scenes actually yeah matter. there's nothing that actually comes to any kind of real climax there's no no nah, everything is kind of there but none of it is made a big deal it's just like eh. everything is eh Busy Karen leaves this club with limo guy, whom she fucks in said limo. Then she gets out of the limo, she knocks on the window, he rolls it down, she goes, give me your number. He's like, I can't, because my wife won't like strangers calling the house. And so she grabs his hand and writes her number on it and then leaves, but she's like, already clearly been crying, like her makeup is all fucked up. And she comes back and she's like, she's very upset. And then, is that, they just go, go to get high with uh, Jefferson's sister again, which is Thora Birch, which yeah. is Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. And that's when they're like, okay, we're high now. There's not a lot of on-screen drug doing in this. Uh, no, they, they're mostly smoking cigarettes. Yeah, they mostly smoke yeah. cigarettes. Like, there is, like, lighting a bong once, maybe twice, like, in the whole movie. There's way um, more cigarettes. Jefferson spends a lot of time smoking that little pipe. Oh, that's oh, right. They do have the yeah. outside scene where they talk. That's a little later, but... Yeah. And the, so they go and they get high again with Thor Birch. And now that they're high, Thor Birch is like, I'm bored, let's play Russian roulette, essentially. And she pulls out... She goes, let's play a game. She pulls out a wooden box from under the couch that has a bumper sticker on it that says, Legalize it. Yeah. Uh, which I laughed heartily at. And she pulls out a gun, which I laughed heartily at. Because, for fuck's sake. Alright, whatever. She pulls the trigger once at Karen's face. Well, she tries to get Karen to hold it to her head yeah, and yeah, shoot yeah. herself. You know, Russian roulette style. Right, but she she's won't like, do I it. guess we'll play it this way. And then just points it at Karen and then pulls the trigger and it clicks and nobody dies. And then Jefferson's gets in her face and she's like it's not really loaded and she opens it and literally every chamber has a bullet in it except for that one I guess yep which is like uh whatever like yeah. I don't know what they're trying to say with this uh I don't know she's making her seem like a psycho yeah and it's like <laughs> for her to be I don't know like there's not enough Thor Birch in this movie there's not enough movie not enough in movie in this movie, movie. No. but you know what the amount of movie I got was more than I wanted Thora Birch is the only award-winning actress or nominated, she right? She was nominated for this performance? Is that what you had said? Mm, yeah. Which is like... She was nominated for the DVD exclusive awards in 2003 as a Best Supporting Actress. Like, she's she basically a Muppet in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's basically like a Muppet called, like, Drugzo. And, like, that's it. Every she's time she she's an up, accessory. Yeah, every time she shows up, she's high out of her fucking mind. Like, she has that one litany of drug shit, 
And then she's like, let's play Russian Roulette. And then she, like, doesn't show up till the end, and even then it doesn't matter as a plot. She, yeah, she doesn't drive the plot in any shape or form. No. She's she's background. She's accessory. Yeah, I do not get The this. only real reason why she even exists is because she introduces the gun, and the gun drives the plot. I guess you could connect her that way. Yeah. Anybody could have had the gun. Yeah, if you're trying to winnow down this screenplay, we don't need a spare character to introduce a gun. Right. That's literally never been the case in any movie that's ever existed. No. Any movie where a gun shows up, like, how often is, like, a, a fucking heretofore unseen character show up and be like, hey, God, gun. Goodbye. Like, it's unnecessary, and this movie could have used a lot of screen uh, streamlining before it made its way to, to actual filming. Like, the script is messy, to say the least. To say the very least. So, then we get a scene where they deconstruct Cinderella, and, I mean, this is it's 2018 now. You've definitely heard this conversation before. Maybe in 2000 this was something no. fun or novel no. about this. No, nothing. No. It was just, it's just, gar- I mean, to me it sounded like straight up garbage. It sounded it like, is. yeah, high school girl garbage of like, and fucking Cinderella waiting around for the prince, like, blah, blah, blah. Who's to say the prince is any good? Cool. It's like, yeah, of course. Like, also, like, it's one of Lizzie Phillips's biggest monologues, and she's just, like, not nailing it. No, it's, it's <laughs> you, very, I zoned out twice while she was talking. It's very, like, cinema, uh, I guess, like, cinema verite, like, they are trying to get the feel of just capturing a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, but... but like, that leads to a lot of stuttering, mumbling, poor sound quality, they're just smoking a lot. Also, for a movie called The Smokers, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. No, except the fact that they smoke a lot, but they yeah. don't even mention it, it doesn't come up. No. It, it only comes up in the very opening, like, voiceover when she's like, we called Lisa's old, you know, group of friends the Frosty Posse. They called us the Smokers. And it's like, hey, guys, I don't know if you know, you don't get to give yourself a nickname. Because they definitely didn't call you the Smokers. They probably just called you those fucking bitches. In fact, that's exactly what I said. Is when yeah. They were like, they call us the Smokers. And I'm like, no, they don't. Literally no one does that. And also, those two girls, the Frosty Posse girls who are, like, borderline caricatures themselves. Like They never reappear. They do. They do pop they? up a couple of times. Yeah. They're always together. They always move almost synchronized. Like, they always sort of walk up in the same perky way. Oh, yeah. they're just, but like, they're just in the background. Yeah, they don't have any plot relevance. And they have no lines. Yeah. Uh, they might have, like, one. Like, I think they come up to them on the lacrosse field later. Yeah. You should have passed to Cynthia. <clears throat> she was open. Yeah, yeah. That's well, what they No, it wasn't. Uh, doesn't you know what confuses me about that? The opening scene where they introduce those two girls, they're wearing face masks. Yeah. They're wearing, like, those green, like, yeah. clay masks. Yeah. So, so it's hard to recognize them forever I, after because they can I, be anyone who is two girls. I know which two girls you're talking about now because I'm like, oh, there were two recurring girls, but it, I never connected them. Yeah. And, like, at the end of the movie, you know, it's graduation day, and there's, like, a lot of shots of people with their families, like, picking them up. A lot school. of people we've never even seen. And we've seen. never seen anybody except it's, like... Somebody we don't know with their parents, and two people we don't know with two, two or three different parents, and then the Frosty Posse girls talking to somebody, and I'm like, so were these other people cut the fuck out, or what, like, you know, in any other movie, everybody else that we're gonna see at the end is gonna be at least mentioned once, you know, yeah. like, she's all that, it's like, oh, look, that's right. the couple that, or in, in the faculty, it's like, that's the couple that fights all the time, and over here, it's like, uh, this girl, we call her fucking head case, cause she's got a big ol' head. Like, whatever dumb shit yeah. high school kids say. And you'd be like, okay, 
just so you know who these characters represent in the world that your main characters exist in. So then you show them at graduation, and you're like, and everybody's together. But, like, we just see a bunch of people that never show up, don't matter, we don't know who they are, they're just people. Right, it felt like they were trying to, like, conclude their story when they yeah. never had one. No, there's at the problem at the dance, there's a scene where everybody's kissing. And I'm like... Who are these people? Why? I think it was, like, to counterbalance they're the trying, fact that, like... Yeah, yeah. They're trying to they were trying to balance the romantic kissing while dancing with the passionless, you know, like, you know, loveless fucking going on in a hallway. Right. That but, turns into a rape. But at the same time it's like, well, you know what sell that this is an emotional kiss is like if I had any idea who any of these people were and that they loved each other, because for all I know, they did exactly the same thing and just went, We're dancing now, kiss me. I don't know you, you're a stranger. It's like it's made by a person, you know, who doesn't know what emotions are. It felt like they what they were going for was like the end of Can't Hardly Wait, where they like throw up all the yearbook pictures yeah. and they like give you like their future. Yeah, but I can but, tell you, but, if not every character in Can't Hardly Wait's name, I can tell you their archetype. Mm-hmm. Because they're all established throughout the fucking movie. That's my point. Yeah. It's like they never actually did that. Oh yeah, I'm not but they, with you. I'm, yeah, right, but they summed them up yeah. as if they had done that. They're just like... I mean, they didn't tell you anything about them at the end either, but like you see them with people who are apparently important to them. Yeah. They're taking pictures, they're celebrating, and you're like, yeah. I, who? You see the same group of dudes who are with like the handsome dude all night, and they're like, oh, they're all together. And you see like the space case weirdos, you know, and they're still being space cases and like whatever. And these people are high fiving and whatever. I mean, you know, caric- broad strokes caricatures is nothing new to teenage filmmaking. It's the Breakfast Club. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm a jock, I'm a loser, I'm a princess, you know, whatever. Like, that's fine. And, yeah. And, but, yeah, this doesn't do any of that. Is this where she's, like, comparing the dicks to the guns? Or yes. Is the next? Okay. Gun, I wrote, oh, gun yeah. equals schlong. Yeah. Because and that is a word they use, because it was 2000, and it was okay to use that then. She also, schlong is now outlawed, because it sounds too dumb. She also keeps talking about, like, having giant schlongs in her face. Yeah. yeah. And comparing How did you that, feel when a guy shoved his schlong in your face? And it's like, she's fucking... She kept comparing that to a gun? Yeah. Which is really interesting, actually. It's the only interesting thing in this movie. Yeah. Because that actually could make a statement if they had done that, right? Yeah. Right. If there's any kind of... Where, like, men wield their power through yeah. their sexuality, through yeah. their genitals, and yeah. that women are, even in sexual situations where they're consenting, may be afraid or may feel threatened yeah. Yeah. Sure. or in lack of control. That's an interesting, that's the only part of it that I was like, this could get interesting, right. where they're going with this, this thought process. Right. And they drop the whole ball, shit the bed, and it just goes nowhere. No, because their plan then becomes, oh, well, this, and this is where it falls apart. Because it's like the same way that just having a penis involved in sex is holding them hostage. Right. They're going to now have to take a gun with them to fuck various men, like dumb, dumb, dumb guys from school. But to rape men. They intend yeah. to rape yeah. men with a gu- at gunpoint. At gunpoint. And then I'm just like, my first thought was like, well, no way are most people getting hard at this. Like, well, right. That's my, that was my thought process. Too terrified to be erect right now. And... That's what makes men essentially a lot harder to rape thought, unless you're, like... I, I thought a fear boner was a thing. Is that not a thing? Well, yeah, it's... A, it I is, think... Sure, I mean, well... Like, they don't talk about this in this movie, and, like, that's a thing you have to explain. Right, yeah. It, also, if, it's... If, you're, if your opening shot of your movie is 
you demonstrating how a tampon works for your audience, you right. definitely have to explain the concept of fucking fear boners. I mean, the thing is, it's a biological reaction the same way that women can get wet even when they're being sexually assaulted. Right, yeah. Um, it's a biological response. It's not, uh, it's not it's a not, willingness. It's not a psychological right. response. Right. Yeah. Um, right. But it's not it's, a choice to be like, I'm going to be into this now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the likelihood of that is slim to none. Yeah. And... Unless you are been, anally listen. raping these men, you're really not going to get anywhere except scaring the shit out of them. Yeah. Um, and also, they... especially from a technical standpoint, I don't, I don't know, you know, you guys, I know both of you, you're adults, you've been sexually active for a number of years, but you can't really have sex with anybody while everyone still has their clothes on. That no, was it, that was very what? strange. That's, I, yeah. I think They kept maybe. being like, we're trying to rape him. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you can't get hard. Can't get hard. Like he still has his pants on. Yeah, he's got yeah. all his clothes on. You didn't even undo a belt buckle. Yeah. Like, what is happening? I think... They take his pants off, but he's got underwear on. And, like, no one's even miming pulling a penis out or no. anything. I think most, if not all, of the at-gunpoint rapes were just attempted rapes. They were. Nothing yeah, was ever succeeded. Yeah, I no, don't nothing think, ever succeeded. I don't think that There's only three happened. times the gun makes its appearance. It's basically like... Right. It's the first time where they do it on Lisa's behalf to the, the David or the Dan. Right. Yeah. And... Oh, uh, when they break into the taxidermy shop. Yes. Then it's... Uh, Karen pretends to be Jefferson because she stole her enormous <laughs> hat. Which is enough of a disguise. And then runs past... Runs past Jeremy down the road into a taxidermist's, like, warehouse? Yeah, which they, is... they pick really weird locations. Oh, it's very yeah. strange. Which also is probably kind of why it has a porny vibe, too, because yeah, yeah. yeah Dan or Dave or whoever The Dan. Yeah, the, Dan. The, the, the he's the first guy that they're gonna, you know, try to rape at gunpoint, and they're in, like... Lisa. And they're in... They're in a corn silo. Yeah, well, and it's not even that. It's whole cobs it's of whole corn. It's whole cobs yeah. of corn. Whole cobs of corn. They have them on whole cobs of corn. And Which is like, dude, I've never laid on whole cobs of corn, but I cannot imagine wanting to fuck on a bed of corn. Also, <laughs> like, that is fucking so uncomfortable. I still don't even grasp why they were so angry at the Daniel Dave whoever. Because he, he was flirting with that girl at the bar, yeah. and then they had heard that he actually hooked up with her, Bambi. although it doesn't look like that actually happened. Right, I happened, don't believe that ever happened. And but they believed it. So they, so they decided that they, that, they, that they that he cheated on uh, Lisa, Lisa or whatever. Right, but that decide it, it's so that's what's even like, more confusing. You're gonna, you're gonna get you're gonna take the power back. Yeah. By we're gonna have Lisa rape him because he like cheated on her. Which is a whole strange dynamic because she was so like afraid to give up her virginity. She finally right. decides she's going to, but it's clear she's really not all that willing. No, and like the movie is not about her like switch from being like pure and virginal to being like corrupted and weird like these girls or whatever like that's how the movie is no. it's not even until like way later in the movie she smokes a cigarette right where i was like oh she's smoking now maybe this is gonna be a oh wait no it's way too late to start this arc like, right so i don't i still i don't know where they decided he might have cheated on her so we're gonna get him back by raping him yeah. And when I originally kind of read the brief plot line of this, I didn't want to read too much because I didn't want it to yeah. sway my opinion. Sure. But I, I read a, a brief synopsis before I got here. You're afraid that halfway through the plot description, somebody's going to say it sucks. Right. Uh, and be right. Um, so I, I read the synopsis and I, I got the impression that it was more like 
that movie Hard Candy where they take yeah. they, they take revenge against rapists. Yeah. Like they are attacked by or their friends are attacked by men, so they go and attack these men and torture them. And I don't no. co-sign that either, to be clear. But there's But I, I understand the motive. Right, yeah. there's there's a there's This a is not tit for is, tat. This is just a toxic yeah, no. view of your own sexuality. Right. Is the spurring yeah. you know, thing for, that's, for that's, a lot of this. That's the best way yeah. to possibly put it. Yeah, yeah. this is like uh, it's so weird. And like there's a, there's a million reasons why this makes zero sense and well, it's incredibly problematic. Not to use it in the, the modern way, but it's just literally problematic. It's, yeah. like, it's full mean, of holes. Right. And also let's let's get like, Speaking of holes. Let's oh. let's get real. Because like you've been you've been done dirty by somebody in your past, yeah? Yeah, well every, most people every, have, yeah. Everybody has. You don't turn that into that all sex is bad or that I am weak or any of that. You just go, oh, occasionally just because somebody will sleep with me doesn't mean that they're going to be a nice person to me. Right. And you use right. that but, to guide your future interaction. Yeah, I, I, I well, usually just end up saying stuff like, bitches be crazy. Well, here's the thing. That's a healthy view. And I understand, I think, when... Which, to be when, fair, guys, I don't have a gun. Right. If but we, we had a gun, we'd feel differently. But, well, no, but like logically... God feels when he's holding the gun. Logically, girls at that age that they're first coming into their sexuality have a lot more... Well, no, they have. That's like a that's a big knot to untangle. Yeah. Trying to sort out your sexuality and how things make you feel, and what you're comfortable with, and what you're not, and right. what you allow, and why. Yeah. There's a lot of that happening. And also, but they're they, this is not executed in a way that shows that. No. It's not like showing that these girls are having trouble grasping their sexual coming of age. Or, right. Know, identity. Yeah, no, it's it's just that they like feel like they were terribly wronged by men because these men didn't want to make them their girlfriends or something. Even though Lisa is the guy's girlfriend. Yeah. Um the other ones don't have boyfriends, but they complain about it a lot. Yeah, and well, that's the thing is Busy Phillips prime motivation seems to be that limo guy after meeting her and fucking her like whatever in like an hour didn't then be like oh we should go steady it's like he's an adult you met in a club in a different city than you live in and then you fucked him in his limo and you're you know and then you're like what like you expecting him to be like oh yeah we should you know we should go out well not only that which is like it's a i mean it's a bizarre if you want to sell me that that guy is that's that guy is wrong and that guy then have him be like yeah yeah yeah, i love you you know or something like right nothing happened that nothing happened that was manipulative meanwhile she manipulated him by asking for a light having him come sit with her she 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 was trying to get him to sleep with her meanwhile not that I'm doing the whore's uniform thing here, so, like, let's just not get me in trouble. But she's sitting there in a silver bra with a jacket and a wig. Dude, she's, it's, she's so wiggy in this movie. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. And her hair's coming out from under the wig. No, yeah. that's... that's. Oh, it's after she, a yeah, sex. After yeah. sex. Yeah. But, like, she's, she's coming on to him hard in a way that's very sexual. Oh, yeah. yeah. She says she wants to leave with him. She fucks yeah. him well, willingly and, and intentionally and yeah. in the limo. She mentions his daughter in front of her. Right. So yeah. like, she knows that there's aware. a kid at least. Yeah. But okay. what's even more amazing to me is like then she's she actually starts to act as if this man like forced her into sex or forced her into something or manipulated her into believing something that wasn't true. Right. Which was all her doing. But then 
when he calls her later, like towards the end of the movie, he yeah. calls her. She's like happy to hear from him. Yeah. And acts so, as if all this didn't happen. Yeah, she as a character is like, well, we don't need men, and like we don't need. It's kind of like a well, we don't need relationships like diatribe. But then she like one of her literal last lines is like, "Did like, you ever want to be somebody's girlfriend?" Right, because I do. Right, and I'm just like, is that like what a but, weird thing to stake your whole movie on? Yeah. With with her seeing that guy again, though, I thought it was that like she wanted to get to take the gun and get revenge on him or something. But she, that's not even how it played out. Yeah, like, it doesn't, it well, doesn't no, seem she, like it was her plan. No, I, okay. I think she took the gun, but I don't think she maybe. intended so, to do that. Maybe okay. you're right, because she does, like, she's like, oh, well, we're going to go to whatever restaurant, right? And he's like, oh, I don't have time for a restaurant. Let's have a drink in the back of the limo. Oh, okay. And she's like, oh, okay. And then he starts undoing his belt. And she's like, well, there's plenty of time to work up today. He's like, I'm already worked up. And then just climbs on top of her, and that's when she starts being like, no, no, no. So maybe she was planning on, like, oh, I'll get him to take me to dinner, and then, like, when we get back in the limo, I'll take the gun out. Right, maybe that was the plan, but it never, it ne- it didn't, I don't think it was obvious enough that that was her plan. No, at no point does it seem like she has a plan. No, I think she was hoping that this guy, now that he called her, like, was suddenly <laughs> like, I miss you. I'm leaving my wife. Or I've been thinking about you all this time and I can't get you out of my mind or something like that. <laughs> he literally is like, it's me, you know, Milo Dakota or whatever the fuck name. Yeah. And she's like, who? And he's like, I met you. In that club? Weeks ago in that club. She's like, oh. And I was like, the limo guy. She's like, the limo guy. I was like, damn it. It's such a fucking weird character. Like, she's your linchpin character. Yeah. She's not your main character, but, like, story-wise, she's the center point of all your fucking Jenga pieces. Yeah. And I don't get what she, as a character, is trying to say. I don't get what her purpose is. Well, and she keeps talking about how this is going to be like a revolution. She keeps calling it a revolution. The revolution is what you saw like you're gonna carry guns around and force like so at one point she's dressed as jefferson kind of she's wearing that big hat that disguises all other features <laughs> the way she like, creeps past jeremy too is so totally strange she, yeah she runs past him like a fucking phantom yeah <laughs> a phantom <laughs> in a giant marabou cowboy hat <laughs> it's me the Marabou Phantom. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You'll never survive, Jeremy. <laughs> oh god. So she, and he's like, oh hey, Jefferson, are you playing some sort of weird game? And he follows her into his taxi. I'm not following anybody into a taxi, abandoned taxidermist fucking house or whatever. That was so room. weird. Because, like, yeah, that's where, oh. that's where, like, Leatherface lives. That's the other thing. So they, they, before... Whoever's in there there knows how to skin things. Yeah. Hello? (laughs) Hello, Jefferson? You hear like, (laughs) and oh no! And then it's just, and that's it. And I'm fucking, I'm on a meat hook now. (laughs) Oh my God. Turn me into a couch. The other thing is they have that big little montage of them picking out their like rape masks and stuff. Oh, dude, it's like the shitty yeah. purge. Oh my yeah. god! Right, so they let's only, do, wait, they wait. only use them to rape Dan or Dave, wait, and wait, then also let's... Jefferson's and hers for when she goes off on her own. But, yes. Like if they're let barely us, used. Let's describe them okay. because people don't understand what we're talking about. It is a store-bought weird dumb bunny mask. Right? That Lisa has, yes. Well, Lisa has, which is like a proper bunny mask. Okay. It's plastic. Yeah, yeah. It's got eye holes. Yeah, but it's like a full face or two-thirds top yeah. half yeah. face and yeah. ears. Yeah. Looks like a bunny. It's, okay. it's like lip end up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're familiar with that. 
Karen gets a welder's mask, <laughs> which is insane and definitely not a Halloween costume. You definitely went to like a metal smith shop. Yeah. Um, well, it's like she's trying to be like a horror movie person yeah. or something like that. It looks like the yeah. shitty purge. Yeah. Like, and then wait, wait, wait. It's very then, my bloody Valentine of her to do. And then Jefferson's is like a cardboard, like a paper mouse mask. It is very weird. I thought it was foam, but whatever. It might be yeah, foam. It it's be very foam. strange. It's real like origami it's or something. It's like geometric and weird. Yeah, it's like coming up yeah. off of her face it's in a strange way. It's incredibly pointy. It has weird eyebrows with it. Yeah. Uh, that, like stick out and dangle weirdly. It has um, um, whiskers. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird and it looks like such total shit. Then like they literally, like they went to one Halloween pop-up store and got the bunny mask, and we're like, oh, that's perfect. And then they were like, we need another mask. Oh, boy. Yeah, get this shitty garbage foam mouse one. Well, it also doesn't cover most of her face, no. because it's sort of, like, cut out well, weird. Well, the other thing, too, is they're raping a lot of guys that they know, so, yeah. like, you can yeah, be wearing whatever, and they'd still be like, Karen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I'm not kidding. Also... I know you guys... If you put on, I have two masks in this room. If either of you put on, I, those are full face masks. They will yeah. cover your entire face, and and I would still know who you are because I'm not an idiot. Yeah. But you know, the other interesting thing is we keep saying rape. No one, none yeah, of yeah, these yeah. men get raped. No. no, and we also kind and of made it sound like it's they like get, a spree. They get kind they, of they, assaulted. They, yeah, that's about oh, yeah. it. They get assaulted with a gun. Um, the Dan or the David is, like, threatened with, oh, like, yeah. we're gonna fuck you now, but he, he can't get hard because he's terrified for his life and laying on a pile of uncomfortable <laughs> corn cobs. Also, they put him in a chicken hat. Yeah, they yeah, put a chicken what was hat that? on and then ear, earmuffs and then a bag over his head. And I was just like, yeah, yo, dude. They duct taped that, his mouth If and that stuff. happened to me, my only thought is, I don't want to die wearing a chicken hat. <laughs> In a corn silo. That is secondary. <laughs> I don't I'd rather die. die in a corn silo than die anywhere with a chicken hat. I don't want to die a chicken. I don't want to die on corn. Oh, <laughs> no. Stop raping me. This movie is garbage. Once we start singing Stop Raping Me, we got to get the bell to intervene. Yeah. Yeah. You you crossed a line, sir. This movie crossed a line. This movie crossed the line with Pop Pop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, there's, there's no, there's no, oh, and they then, don't rape anyone. Well, and then also he runs off and they're just all like, you know, whooping and hollering yeah, like, and stuff. Yeah, like, we did it. Like, yeah. Right, they're they all dropped that themselves. George Bush mission accomplished banner behind so, <laughs> Yeah, I have a note that's just, woohoo, we tried to rape that guy. <laughs> like, Right, and he's just like, he's not even all that phased by it after no. he leaves. And I couldn't yeah. tell if that was bad acting or just like the character or whatever, but right. like, He's, he comes back, all the other dudes are in the dorm, they're like, what happened, bro? You're getting in pretty late, blah, 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 blah. Tell me about sweet puss, or whatever. Ugh. And he's I don't like, think we said puss No, there's none of that in this. He's, but yeah, the, the one dude, the other one, it's not, it's either the Dan or the David, I don't know which one is which, but the blonde guy, in my notes, he's just blondie. He's like, oh, tell us all about the details. And he's like, I don't feel like it, I'll talk to you tomorrow. But he doesn't seem like shaken up no he doesn't even seem all that upset he just just kind of like turned down yeah he seems irritated yeah like he's just kind of like i don't want to talk about it i want to go to bed yeah yeah which is how you sound after a bad date not uh, not an attempted rape yeah or like you're embarrassed because your card got declined right yeah like uh i showed up at the the fuck also fuck you dude i showed up at the corn silo she told me to meet her at like you deserve death you're lucky you're alive 
if anybody slips me a note in church, no less, which is where this happens, it says, hey, remember when we met last week? I want to fuck you at a corn silo. Meet me there later. I'm going, uh, I'm balling that shit up, but I'm throwing it at the pastor or whatever, because I also don't care about church. Oh, pop up. Yeah, Pop-Pop Pop is a friend of Satan. Um, but yeah, I'm, just, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to a weird, loca- secret, weird, obscure location. But this movie should have been meta, and like as he's walking up, he's like, oh man, I bet they wouldn't even charge that much to film a movie here. <laughs> it was 2000, I don't think we were doing meta yet. No, no, Scream hadn't invented it. Actually, they had, but it's fine. So then, the, yeah, so that's the first, like, attempted rape thing that yeah. they've done. The second well, yeah, use and, is and in the taxidermist's uh, thing where what's, what's Karen it? pulls the gun on Jeremy, and he's like, are you pulling a gun on me? And she's like, yeah, we're going to fuck now, or whatever. He's like, no. She said, no, She didn't she say munch? Oh, yeah, she's going to make him eat her out. She's right, like, but munch the muffin. That's yeah. what she said. Munch the muffin. Munch like, the muffin, big boy. Yeah, oh, but here's, here's yeah. the thing, man. Like, that guy is, and I'm not saying yeah. this is, like, a weakness thing. Like, that guy is very, like, tame. He's polite. He's like a calm, normal person. He's the only person who reads normal in yeah. this whole story. He seems, yeah, you know, he's Ross. He's like, oh, okay. Like, he's very, like, mm, whatever. Because he's super into Jefferson. She's not into him. So he's kind of like, oh, but I'll hang out and whatever. Right. But, like, it, dude, it, it wouldn't take much for Karen, under normal, non gun, non taxidermy circumstances, to be like, hey, Jeremy, like, I think you're cute. Do you want to eat me out? Because that would be super great. And he'd probably be like, I mean, I really like Jefferson. And she could just be like, well, I mean, like, close to you. And right. he'd probably be like, all right. Like, yeah, I you, mean, don't, you don't need a gun. This dude's not like it's, playing hard to get no, or whatever. No, because when he realizes what she said, he's like, he has this moment where he looks like he kind of wants to do it. And then he's like, are you serious? And then she says something like, that's what I have the gun for or something. Listen. And then he realizes that she's go- she's trying to force him to do it with a gun. And then he realizes that she's the one that they're talking about that's been raping men. Yeah, because who the fuck else? But then also right. she uses uh, Jefferson to like blackmail him emotionally. Yeah. Because she's like... Well, like, don't tell yeah, anybody, don't tell yeah. anybody because it'll get Jefferson in trouble. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, it's her gun. Which isn't even true, but it's the family gun, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the crazy little sister's gun, wherever the fuck it came from. Who, I mean, I don't think she could have bought it herself. No, well, she, she says. She could have gotten it from a drug dealer. No, well, wait. Jefferson says something to Lincoln about not playing with guns or something like that. She says something about it. And then Lincoln, this this is real early on when she first pulls the gun out, when they play Russian roulette. And then Lincoln says something like, since when did you become mom? So I got the impression that it was maybe mom or dad's gun. And like, yeah, the family gun. Right. I, mean, I, would, I would, I would figure. Cause like, it's what your father used in the first purge. Cause she's like a uh, middle school age and stuff like that, which would make her like 12, 13. Right. Yeah. So. Also, can we talk about the fact that like they address themselves as sisters, but there's a real weird moment where she sits on the couch where it looks like Lincoln is trying to make out with Jefferson. Ooh, I missed that. I did too. Oh, yeah. That's no. not my kind of porn. I must have blacked that out. No, like, she, like, like gets really close to her and goes to lick at her mouth. Ooh. Okay. And I was like, um, drugs. what? Yeah, and that I, never I happens that. again. Thankfully, that's what, you a You don't like your scene. siblings? No. Mm-mm. No. That's I have a... no siblings, but I, to be fair, I probably would have licked them. Not, like, sexually, but just to be weird. Yeah. I feel like if I had siblings, we'd be the roughhousing kind. 
And yeah. I feel like if somebody puts you in a headlock, you just lick them until they let you go. You lick yeah. the crook of their elbow until they break the hold. And you get the belt. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, I just I... imagine we'd always be competing for a belt. Yeah, so yeah. She's Intercontinental trying... Living Room Wrestling! Yeah, so, also, oh. doesn't uh, Karen do, like, a weird thing where she sort of thinks that her and Jeremy are dating, and then they yeah, kind so of break I think up? After I... she pulls a gun on Jeremy, their next scene together, she is like, are you breaking up with me? And he and I at the same time, and I think all of us went, what? And I was like, oh, Jeremy's the, the point of view character. He's the audience surrogate. He's saying what we're all thinking, except that's not true, because at no point does he go... What the fuck movie is this? This is garbage. Is this a porno? Because I'm not coming. <laughs> no one's coming enough for this to be a porno. Oh, we actually also skipped the thing of like when they were out and, and Karen uh, tries to rape Jeremy. That's when we see the Rape Me Too shirt. And that's also yeah, we're when, all over the place. That's also when uh, Jefferson meets that guy that she's trying to date and stuff. He's the singer Christopher for, for the yes. band Pontius Pilate and, and his, his nail, nail drivers. drivers. Yeah. Whoa, swing and a miss. <laughs> but yeah, but he's like super hot, and he's also in a a big uh, oh yeah cowboy hat. hat. He is so it's obviously a match made in heaven, you guys, guys. Seriously, he is super hot. He is obviously gay. Oh yeah, he's as gay as the days long. I don't know how <laughs> anybody misses this from no. the from the gate. No, my gaydar must be in prime working order. Yeah. Because man, oh man, I was like, that's a gay dude. That's right, a, like, that's a why gay are you, like, why screen. are you flirting so hard with this man who is so clearly gay? Now, to yeah. be fair, I wasn't sure maybe the actor was just gay, playing a straight Right, man. yeah. But I was like, I don't think so. Not doing well. No. Yeah. He needs the l- 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 loop. No, the loop. The loop? Yeah. Yeah. That's a unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt reference. Yeah. He trains gay actors to pass. Played by a... Dean Norris. Yeah. Dean Norris is great. Dean Norris is literally better than anything we've talked about in this podcast. (laughs) Dean Norris' entire oeuvre is better than anything in this movie. Yeah, so Jefferson has a date with... Oh, but I wanted to mention, Dominique Swain in this movie is kind of playing uh, Jane Spader in half the scenes. She kind of has this, like, weird delivery, like, Jane Spader in most early Jane Spader films, where he's, like, too cool for school. Um, And my favorite thing is... Fucking the Karen, Busy Phillips, is like, we're going to take the gun and we're going to take back the power and blah, blah, blah. And she says, for all women, which I laughed heartily. But Dominique Swain says, James Dean, Karen. James fucking Dean. Yeah. <laughs> which I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, the worst crime a bad movie can do is remind you that better movies exist. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Lesson one is if you're if you're not sure if your movie is the best thing since sliced bread, do not mention a litany of better movies. Yeah. Or an actor that's only been in six things and they were all great. Just don't do it. I'm gonna think about it now. I could be watching Rebel Without a Cause right now. I'm watching Giant. There is a thing where the Dan or the David recounts his gunpoint, you know, assault to oh. the room full of dudes where yeah. the blonde guy like just straight up comes. Yeah, yeah totally comes like, in his pants. He's like, what? I've been, I've been whipped, I've been chained, I've been spanked, I've been choked, whatever the fuck he says, and he's like, I've never had a gun pulled on me. <laughs> yeah, it is so gross. It, dude, it's like, yeah. I was like, ugh. And they don't even pay it off by having, like, a wet spot on his jeans, which they totally should have, because, like, that guy came. He did, we watched him. Ugh. They also apply themselves, uh, apply themselves, compare themselves to Gandhi, they say, we're like yeah. Gandhi. Yeah, I can't oh figure God, that yeah. one out at all. 
Gandhi lived. What's the point of living life? It's not the best. And Gandhi lived the best life. I feel like even fucking Gandhi would argue with that. Yes. Yeah. Gandhi would be like, it was okay at best. <laughs> I would have preferred not to have to do a lot of things I did. And also he was kind of a creep. <laughs> That's an unpopular opinion, but it's true. Gandhi was real weird. I mean, he slept with like 16 year old girls in his bed and it was mm-hmm. apparently non-sexual, but like, didn't, I don't believe it when Michael Jackson said it. I sure don't believe it when Gandhi said it. I don't really believe it when anybody says it. Yeah. Why no. do you have sixteen-year-olds in your bed? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. What purpose does that serve? Unless you're, unless it's like you, you need them to balance the water bed. Uh uh-uh. <laughs> No. Which is like maybe maybe that's the thing where it's like I don't want to sink into this side. <laughs> no. I don't believe it. No. I'm just saying. At least that's a reason. This is better than the other reasons anybody's given. Um, there's also a shooting montage, which is filmed so poorly, I got angry. <laughs> I got angry through the whole movie. She's uh, Karen's just oh, firing a gun, and then we get a super close, way too close shot of a um, bottle of like suntan lotion or yep. something for literally like one second. It's there, it's gone. And then she shoots again. It's there, it's gone. Then she shoots again and hits it, but it like we don't even get like it explodes or anything. It's just like. And it's gone out of frame because it's way too close for the charge they put underneath it to blow it away. So you don't even get like a satisfying like she blew the shit out of it shot. It's just no. gone. Yeah, it just vanishes. I'm just like, take two. Get another thing and pull the camera back three feet and do the same shot. Like, right. let us see it bounce away or blow out of this. It's just gone. Like, it's so shit. Yeah. Like, And that's indicative of a lot of the actual, like photography of this movie is like it's too close you don't know what things are in shots there's so many strange angles yeah too. Oh. like that angle when she's fucking the guy in the limo and it's like down and from the corner which is very much a porn angle yeah. like if she were naked that would be a good angle right because we'd get to see all of everybody's genitals and the way they interact right but that was the angle you were getting but you couldn't see no. anything she's still wearing her skirt he has like her coat thrown over his legs to even buffer like yeah or anything. his I thought maybe his pants were down but oh. like bunched yeah or something. it's something is like that but you couldn't see anything at all no. you don't see any skin yeah no and it's just this weird Again, upward her... corner corner angle in this limo for yeah. no reason what's the director's name again Christina Peters is oh. what her credit is for this movie. <laughs> But, she did power. But, but yeah. she's she's done most of her work. Cat on her, powers the different. Name no. Cat Slater. Cat Slater. Cat Slater. Oh, that's right. Because we were talking about this on a yeah, break, and Kat she kept Stevens. saying Cat Stevens, and I was like, "What does Cat Stevens have to do with this I monstrosity?" Think I said it like twice. Twice was enough. Yeah. Cat Stevens is very oh. upset. All right. So I just... Let's list Cat Stevens pornos. Uh... Cats in the Cradle <laughs> and the Silver Poon. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, that's not a Cat Stevens song. Teabag for the tiller man. That's better. <laughs> oh my God. No, you're right. It's not a cat Stevens. It's not. <laughs> I can't remember who that is. Who is that? Uh, he I used don't to know. date Tori Amos for a minute. Or something. Wait, what? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that no. sings. Uh, yes, cat, cat in the cradle. Um, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Shit. What is his name? Harry Chapin. Harry Chapin. Yeah. Yeah, that's my bad. But, uh, yeah, right, yeah tea bags for the Tillerman is correct. <laughs> what else? You got, you got any other Cat Stevens pornos? Uh, let me think about it. Is the deepest. 
That's not a Cat Stevens song. Yeah, it, it is. It came up when I looked for Cat yeah, Stevens songs. He might have covered it. That's not a Cat Stevens song. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. It was Cheryl too good, Crow though. It was too good, though. That is a, I think that is a Cat Stevens song. For his blood is the deepest, also right? It's literally written by Cheryl Crow. It's written by Cheryl Crow? Yes. I thought it was a Cat Stevens song and she covered it. Oh, this is songwriter Cat Stevens. Am I... <laughs> song by Cheryl Crow. Okay, wait, if, if look at the know, bottom, look at the bottom to see who wrote it. If, if it's still saying her, then... Oh, it's not. It's saying Cat Stevens, but at the yeah. top it says that she wrote it. No, it well, says song, song by... Well, I song by her, because oh, she yeah. it. That's really strange. That's, That's a poor weird. choice. Yeah. Because the song, technically, is originally by him. Yep. Yeah. Why would they put that up? It's whatever. Because her cover is like a, it's more well-known. Yeah. It does um, song by Cat Stevens, but then when I scrolled down, it was, uh, you know, songwriters Cat Stevens. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy! Either one, do both. It's an A side and a B side. Cat Stevens, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I he know you know don't. Cat no, he doesn't. I forget what his. Uh, it's um, Yusef Islam. Yusef Islam, yep. You were right. Yusef Islam, if you are listening, I'm deeply sorry that you've been involved in any of this ne- nightmare yeah. podcast. But if you'd like to join us, yeah, honestly, you want to come on <laughs> if you have a movie you'd like to watch. Yusef Islam, uh, please. By all means. You know, where do the children play might be an interesting porn name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, there's a lot of fucking adult braces in that movie. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Everybody rings the bell! No one rings the bell! I love it. Nobody gets in to see the wizard, you see? Not nobody, not no how. Not no how. Don't ring the bell with me, you see? So. So. Getting back on track. Yeah, Jefferson's like trying to see this guy, Chris. She goes out on a walk with him. They find a dog. She lays in the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she wears the worst shoes to go on a walk in the country. Yeah. But then she's like back at his place and she's trying to get stuff started and it doesn't really work. So she goes home and decides she's going to get a gun and rape him. So she puts on a little mouse face. And like, here's the thing. He's just like, oh, you know. He does a whole dumb thing with two cans of film. She's a photographer, I guess, because she has a camera in the scene. Uh, and they both. I do. thought it was his camera. Oh, was it but, his camera? Well, he's the one with the film canisters and the cameras, and he he goes to hand her a different camera, and she's like, "I like this one better." Oh, oh okay. So I don't know. But yeah, she's taking pictures of him, like with the dog and whatever, and then he's like, "Yeah, you know, something about distance and blah 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 and whatever," and she's like, "Oh." okay, and then she's like, well, why don't we just put this here, and she takes one of the film canisters and fucking, like, fake blows it. Yeah. Which is like, that's not even impressive, because, like, it's, dude, if you can't put a film, ca- a little small film canister in your mouth, like... Um, might have been an ego boost for him. For, yeah. for younger listeners who may or may not have ever seen a film canister, because... Oh, it's what your happen. dad keeps his weed in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what classy was, drug dealers keep their weed in. I was gonna films. say, I was gonna say, it's a little bit shorter than what you get your Ritalin in. Oh, which, by the way, oh, yeah, we're gonna get we're there. gonna get to the Ritalin. <laughs> so, Pap Pap talks about Pap Pap. Pap Pap talks about uh, who's Pap Pap? Pap Pap turned into Pap Pap. Pap Pap now. Welcome to the show, Pap Pap. No, but yeah, uh, film, film canisters you used to put your roll of film in them to keep light out, and their little vinyl snapshot things. Yeah, shaped like a pill bottle, but smaller, around the same width. Basically, she, she's like, yeah, oh, look at me sexually putting this 
very small thing. It's smaller than the salt and pepper shaker. Yeah, it's... She's like, look, it's in my mouth now. It's the size of a C battery, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, and I was Which might like, be as rare as a film canister yeah, actually, nowadays. Yeah. Actually, yeah, because, you know, your phone doesn't take those. No. Yeah. And no. your iPad doesn't either. Your vibrator might. Your vibrator might, maybe, what's if that, you got one of those old rabbits. Oh, good vibrations, something about the world oh, hums, I've good vibrations. i and it hums, good vibrations. Yeah. It's written on the wall in their, their dorm, yeah. Ooh, like, Mark Wahlberg tie-in. Mark, yeah, that's right. Fucking good vibrations, that's Marky right. Mark and the Funky uh, Bunch. All right. where his pants right. came down. Yeah. That's a celebratory bell ring. Celebratory. I knew I could bring him in here somewhere. He's Sorry, made, Mark. He's made an appearance in every one of your episodes so far. Yeah. Don't you just love him? He's just an angel. So Jefferson's gonna rape Chris. She shows up and he was just wearing a hat over his crotch. He's laying in he, bed with the a hat over his face taking a cowboy nap. And yeah. I'm pretty sure he's also wearing... I thought he was wearing underwear. He was. He, he was, was wearing shorts. Okay, so also the, con- the, con- the, yeah, the continuity in this isn't great. So like people will be less and more dressed pretty frequently. Um, on a couple occasions, Busy Phillips' makeup disappears and reappears. Like, not everything is well No, it's garbage. Structured. It's hot garbage. But yeah. So, so yeah, she he, she shows up. She's got her fucking weird foam mouse mask and a gun. He's taking a cowboy nap in the barn he lives in, which this is all real. <laughs> and um, she pulls the gun out. He gets out of bed. He throws the hat over his junk, and all of a sudden he's not wearing shorts anymore. Yeah. And he's naked. And then, like takes the gun from her. Yeah, he's like, what are really you doing? Easily. Yeah, he yeah. just takes yeah. it. What are you even doing? And then a guy walks up and he's like, is this a three-way? And she, realizing, immediately. He, realizing immediately. he is gay, immediately goes, you have AIDS? Because that's a reasonable response to that. Right. And yeah. well, from and a then, writerly yeah, the, standpoint. The, the other guy goes like, you have AIDS? Who has AIDS? No. Yeah. She has AIDS? No. And yeah. nobody has From AIDS. a writerly standpoint, you could make the argument and make me believe that Lisa might think that because she is like sheltered and blah right. blah, blah 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 but like jefferson is supposed to be like kind of savvy yeah yeah a little more worldly yeah and like i get there they're in high school but like you and it's but it's 2000 like you, don't right, you know never you about never interacted with a gay person before like yeah it's fucking nuts and it's super fucking offensive it is yeah. it's not funny it's not about anything it makes as much sense as in the room when, like, what's-her-face, Lisa... Oh, my God, her name's Lisa in that, too. Fuck. Bad movies have girls named Lisa. Fuck. Okay, don't ever name a character Lisa. Mental note. All right. But The Simpsons has Lisa. Yeah, but that's a TV show. Oh. It's an end-around. So, in that, Lisa's mom is like, yeah, and also I definitely have cancer. Like, it's, like, just a line and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. This is like that. Like, they don't have a conversation about AIDS. They don't, they don't no. talk about sexual responsibility and how, like... Neither one of these two apparently, you know, like it might have. Yeah, it might have made more sense if she had slept with him and right. then saw he was gay, and her first thought was he might have AIDS. Right. Which is still fucked up, but like I could see it's the a connection. Fear and connection. Right. Like, I just realized that thing where they say that you, when you sleep with somebody, you sleep with everybody they slept with is real. Like. Right. But or like either one of those characters could be like no, like this right. is nineteen fucking ninety nine. I use condoms. Like we have safe sex because we're responsible adults. And, like, he's already living in a fucking barn. He's already rife with disease. There's so many rusty nails in here. I have to get a tetanus shot every time I visit him. Like, <laughs> something. Right. But it's not. It's just like, you have AIDS? No, do you? Wait, what? Who's got AIDS? What? Who's on first? I don't know. Some guy with AIDS. Like, it's fucking awful. <laughs> One thing about Christopher, 
I forgot to mention. Yes. When she meets him at the fucking club after they're playing, yeah. she goes up to him, she's like, hey, what's your name? He goes, Christopher. She goes, that's, that's a, a cool, cool name. name. <laughs> yeah. What? What? what pl- I mean, I know your name is Jeffer Fuckinson, so like your mom's, <laughs> your mom's name is like Bike Tire, your dad's name is just like a bunch of like fucking wingdings or whatever, but like, that's insane to say like Christopher is a cool name. It's just an average name. I, I laughed so hard at that. Well, even her friends make fun of her for yeah, it. Yeah, oh yeah. Every, yeah. Like, I think that was an ad lib. She yeah. Just high I mean, that's the only thing in the movie that felt even remotely relatable. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. they, oh, good, your friends called you on that. How stupid that was! Yeah. Like whoever wrote your dialogue is dumb. <laughs> Cut. Are we gonna do another take? No. Moving on. So, so Karen gets a call from limo guy, and Ellie, your limo guy, and she gets into kind of a fight with Jefferson. I think what was it? What was that about? Was it about? Oh, it was that Jefferson was saying they shouldn't be doing this anymore. And... Yeah, because... And Karen was like... She's dejected because yeah. Christopher's gay, and she yeah. realized she can't rape her problems away. Yeah. So she's like, I'm out, I'm done. And, um... Karen's getting ready Karen's to go like, well, out with the gun? little guy. And she, yeah, she wants the gun. Yeah. And, well, that's the thing, too, is I remember um, watching that scene... Jefferson. Jefferson's telling Karen, like, oh, I got rid of the gun, I buried it, you know, you're not gonna find it and whatever i'm like i can't tell if she's lying <laughs> or this or is really just, bad acting or she's just acting badly yeah and it turns out it was probably both <laughs> so there's that yeah it was both i like dominique swain but like no one in this movie is good no yeah it's really bad and you know either it's they're too young or maybe people phone it in i don't know they didn't have much to work with, admittedly. No. Yeah. I mean, the screenwriting is bad. The writing's bad. I can't imagine, like, as a set, it was disciplined or focused. All of it's bad. The yeah. di- all the direction is bad. Yeah, I've seen better actors be worse in better productions. Like, right. Because it's just like, there's no, you know, there's no focus, there's no guide. There's yeah. no one to be like, that was a bad take, do it like this, or do it better, or do it again. And that certainly wasn't happening in this movie. No. Yeah. They really were not given much to work with. Um, there is, I don't know where it is in here, but it's right around here. There's a shot of their dorm room, and there's a doll hanging from the ceiling, like, by a little noose. And it's just frame. swinging. And I was laughing, because I was like, that doll has the right idea. Yeah, that's how all of us felt. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like their smoking lounge or something. It's just their, one of their dorm rooms. Because, oh, remember like that a... one scene? They close the door, and then they duct tape only one of the four, like, yeah. cracks around the door, and they're like, cool, I don't no one will s- smell the weed. But I don't s- well, and then also they're doing the thing where you, they're they're blowing it into a toilet a paper tube with yeah. The, yeah. the dryer sheet at the end. And they're by a fan, and, the yeah. fan's blowing out the window, it's yeah. all the things. Yeah. Yeah, but at one point they're blowing I, that into a candle. Did you notice that? Yeah. So they're, like, holding... I, I never heard that was a thing. Is that a thing? Like, well, it burns off the scent? Somebody was at the end of it holding this candle that's lit, and they were just like blowing into it. That dryer sheet's going to go up in flames, yeah. probably. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're not that flammable. They go into dryers. But either way. Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't really know. But dryers uh, don't really have fire. They just have heat. Yours don't have fire? <laughs> I better get my dryer checked. <laughs> some, some, some things can handle just, high temperature but can't handle flames. You can't flame. see, but I'm sitting yeah. here wearing a bunch of badly scorched clothing. <laughs> I thought that was normal. I'm All sorry. my clothes smell like burning. I thought the fires were normal. I thought um, they were mesquite. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, um, Cajun boxers. Our dryer sheets fireproof. 
The coating left by dryer sheets will make things more flammable. Okay. Cool. But it doesn't say that dryer sheets in and of themselves are flammable. So after I use a dryer sheet, my clothes are more flammable? Yeah, it says the heat of the dryer softens the fabric softener that is on the dryer sheet and allows the coating to transfer to fabrics. It is this coating that makes clothes feel softer to the touch. The coating that is left on clothes is not ideal for all fabrics. The coating left by dryer sheets will make pajamas and nightgowns more flammable. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Careful, dude. So, Karen goes out. Limo guy, he rapes her. Yes. This She's, is, he legitimately rapes her. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. We talked about this a yeah. bit where, like, she was trying to threaten him with the gun. He's going to back off, and then she pulls the trigger. Yeah. But it's empty of bullets. So she just clicks through a bunch of empty chambers, and then he's like, oh, I'll just take the gun. Yeah. So she gets out of the car, it drives past her, and then backs up, and she doesn't move or run or try to anything, and he gets out and pushes her up against the hood and rapes her. And, like, it's terrible. Yeah, and it's... And if it had happened... driver doesn't do dick about it. Oh, no, his driver, he's on the payroll. Yeah. Um, If this had happened earlier in the movie or on their first encounter or whatever. This all would have made so much more right. sense to me. I would understand why her character was so angry. I would understand why she was, like, so hurt that, like, her response would be violence. Right. But it comes out of nowhere, seemingly. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's played as though, like, it's just fun rebellion. It's a revolution. We're gonna rape people, which is, like, what a crazy message to put out Yeah, there. it's so bizarre. Like, like I, I don't, I just didn't get the tie-in, and then finally things happen to them. I shouldn't say finally, because I don't mean that I want bad things to happen to them. But finally <laughs> like things finally. happen to them. Finally things happen to them that warrant that kind of anger. Right. It would still be a crazy response, but it would be a response I understood and empathized. With. Well, right, because I'd understand why you have are having this mental breakdown. Right. Whereas, like, Busy Phillips basically is having a mental breakdown from frame one of this movie, but for 90% of the movie, it's for no reason. Yeah. Then she gets a reason afterwards, like, that's supposed to justify it, like, oh, it was definitely gonna happen, so, from a writing standpoint, it's backwards as fuck. Yeah. It's insanely bad. Yeah. Around this time, the yeah. Jefferson, Jefferson and Jeremy kind of get together. This is, uh, now, after that horrible, you know, heavy scene, it's a heavy scene, we get some lighthearted comedy where we watch Jefferson try to run. Yeah. Oh Why my can't God. Dominique I, Swain run? So I thought I've first, never seen anything like it. I thought at first she was just like skipping Doing and stuff like a around run him. To yeah. Be, yeah. Like, cute, to be. Yeah. Like, nope. Nope. Run. No. I, yeah. She she runs like somebody injected Novocaine into her limbs. It is so weird. She looks like she's she looks like she's actively using a skip it. Yeah, and then, like, everybody else is doing, like, the weird speed walking stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. nobody it's, in this scene looks, it's like, a like whole normal. Group, a whole group doing, uh... Except like, for Jeremy, who's organized. doing a light jog. Yeah. yeah. They're all, uh, the rest of everybody's doing, like, an organized speed walk. Like, you know, like a phys ed course or something from the school. Jeremy's doing, like, a light jog. He looks normal. She comes up like she's never used limbs before. <laughs> like, it was crazy. It was, like, up until that moment, she was... She was, like, sitting cross-legged, and now that she stood up, her legs are just pins and needles. She's trying to run on them. Yeah, well, and, like, it's, her it's arms she, are flappy. She, she, like, kicks her heels out when she runs. Yeah, enough, it's so, so it weird. so weird. Yeah. It was so weird, and I literally, I, I got very little of the dialogue in the scene because I was too busy being like, why can't you run? I know, yeah. I was the same way. And the yeah. director, like, okay, to be fair, as a director, as a casting agent, you should never have to ask your talent Hey, can you run? Because, like... It's a, it's a normal... Th- most people can run. Right. Most able-bodied people yeah. can run. 
But like, I feel like on the day when you see Dominic Swain running like this, and you go, oh no 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 no, be like, do a goofier run, do it like, and then be like, I'm, and then say out loud, I'm running silly to impress you, because that's the kind of dialogue you'd get in this movie, yeah, and it at least makes sense. Right, right. But she should go and be like, hey, are we going out tonight? I'm running silly to impress you. And you'd be like, okay, that's something. Listeners, if you know what is wrong with Dominique <laughs> Swain, maybe she has a horrible medical condition. I don't know. And if so, I feel bad. But since I don't know that, I don't feel bad. And I just want to know, what is wrong with Dominique Swain? Why can't she run? I've never seen her run anything else. Yeah, me either. I so don't know. She was in uh, Lolita. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No running in that. She was in uh, Girl, which is one of my favorite, like, really shitty, dumb romantic comedies from the 90s. Uh, it's her, and it's the other from the Boondock Saints that's not on The Walking oh, Dead. Oh, God. I don't... You know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, I mean, I saw Boondock Saints, yeah. but I don't know... It's your boy. It's your favorite movie. Uh, I mean... Michael Patrick Flannery. Okay. And he plays, like, a legally not Kurt Cobain, like, rock guy. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, a girl from a small town that's in love with him. Honestly, like, I mostly came for Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I mean, listen. <laughs> Didn't we all? We all, we've all come for Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Nobody came in this movie, though. No, not even Willem Dafoe could make me come for this movie. No. There was a firefight! <laughs> Jesus. But it was a different movie. This movie is boring. Goodbye, I'm Willem Dafoe. Thanks Bye. for joining us for a half a second, yeah. Willem Dafoe. Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, did, did he leave because he had some knitting to do? Yeah, I got some knitting to do. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a callback to an episode you weren't on. I'm sorry, yes. Tina. That's one of the t-shirts we will definitely be making. It doesn't matter to me. I just very much like the image of Willem Dafoe knitting. <laughs> it is Green Goblin costume. Yes. Yes. That's right. Or, like... Dressed up like a woman. Yeah, yeah. You know? The dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he does in Boondock Saints. Yeah. Right, that's what I mean. That's, that's right. my that was my reference, yeah. yeah. Um God. Willem Dafoe. Willem if you're listening, you'd like to be a guest. <laughs> oh my god. Um Yeah. We can watch one of your movies or we can, we can quietly diff- not watch one of your movies. Ooh, I would like to preference. I would like to preemptively veto watching Antichrist, sorry. Oh. It's good. I'm good. Okay. We good. Willem, I'm really sorry that we've just offended you after asking you to yeah, join I'm sorry. the podcast. I'm but sure uh it's brilliant, but like no no no. Cut that out, we'll just we'll talk we'll over privately. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um when he inevitably emails us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then we cut to their eyes wide shut prom. <coughs> yeah. Which is like this is the, this is no no no. This is like the greatest prom like it's the coolest prom ever. Like it's super fucking awesome, but it's totally unrealistic. Every you're gonna have a prom where all your teenagers and like nobody hears because they're teens, but like every teenager is wearing like a fucking eyes wide shut mask. Like, well, to be fair, most people had very terrible masks. Oh yeah, only our leads had masks that were any good looking. It was, I mean, yeah, it's like a, little, a lot yeah. of shitty store bought yeah. Mardi Gras bullshit, like and, feathers and shit. And also, there's one guy in the background of my... one scene where it looks like there are feathers exploding from the side of his head. Yeah, it's terrible. Also, my high school prom. Our theme was masquerade. Yeah. We, Did you all wear like masks, well, like so, domino masks. Well, and so shit? well, so part of the thing that they had was they would try to get people to volunteer with the prom committee to go in during lunch periods and decorate masks. Right. But so yeah, we just had like these like cardboard things, and we had a shit ton of like rhinestones and. Uh, Did you feathers go to this school? Did you go to Lyndhurst Academy? No. Are you sure? Yes. 
America great again. But yeah, so I, I made I made masks for you know me and my friends, and then Make I America just gave kept. Again. Speaking of which, Making, we get to that part? Oh, uh, we we skipped over that part, I think. Yeah. Karen talks about how she has a gaping hole between her legs. Yeah, oh, that needs yeah. to be filled by yeah, the likes yeah, of men. Yeah, yeah that and was... Jeremy says, we all have a hole to fill. Oh, my God. Because he's really saying something oh, in my God. That was how they decided to, like, work in the oh, inspirational that was their, like, moment. Oscar clip. Yeah. Like, they're like, when this gets nominated for an Oscar... <laughs> This is the clip that's gonna play. <laughs> oh my god, it was so bad. I I I gro- I groaned so loud. Yeah, yeah. It was it. It just was like no. A it comes off. It comes off like when you know when you're like a teenager and you say something that on its face sounds really deep, but you know you don't know shit about what the fuck you just said, so you just sound like a fucking asshole. Just, I guess that makes it really authentic. Yeah, I guess, but also at the same time, like, I was already a teenager, and I already, like, heard a bunch of dumb shit, and saw a bunch of people that couldn't act every day, and I don't need to, I'm not spending an hour and a half doing, ugh, it's terrible. Also, it looks like a porno, it's a porno and nobody comes. And, like, I don't There's not even a titty, not a nipple, not yeah, a nip slip. This is R-rated, and we were trying to figure out why. There's some language, there is a rape, sure. Two. Two. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's Technically, one. There's yeah. one like real graphic rape. There's one that's like. There's uh, one textbook rape, and then there's one that that starts consensual and then ends up not. Consensual. But also, the way it's shot is a little clean, like tape. Right. Yeah. 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 But one is right. much more graphic than but the no, other. You're, yeah, you're right. There are two. There's, yeah, there's rape. There's some bad language. There's a lot of cigarettes. There's very little drugs. A lot more talking about drugs. There's some violence. There's some violence. There's one thing of violence, but like for an R rating in two thousand. I feel like... I've seen more violence on TV. Yeah. Wasn't uh, American Beauty around the same time? What was that rated? Uh, That was R. Was that an R? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I mean, that... Okay. American Beauty, I think, warranted an R rating, though. American Beauty was in 1999, so it was the year before, and it was radar. Yeah. Yeah. But there were boobs in it. Yeah. There's not even, like, a simulated sex scene. Like, what they show oh, is, is, like... The yeah, scene. they have they have a couple people in towels. Yeah, there's I mean... Scene, but they're the still dressed. Oh, Every yeah. scene, they're still dressed. Oh, yeah. No, there's nothing even remotely... A lot of it just looks it. like a lot of grinding on people. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I've seen much more explicit sex scenes on regular television. Yeah, but I've been to your house. Your TV only gets the Playboy show. It's Spice. Thank you. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> How many times can Pep Pep get dinged? Um, <laughs> Jefferson and Jeremy have a who'd you fuck conversation, which is like super dumb. Yeah. Who'd you fuck? I didn't fuck anybody. Who'd you fuck? Nobody. Even with yeah. the gun? No. Yeah, because he. She kind of says yeah. there's a guy I was going to fuck, but he's gay. Like, she kind of yeah. says that almost, but like not even. Yeah, and then she's all like, well, you fucked Karen. And he's like, no, I didn't. Like, she, she wanted that to happen, and I walked away. Yeah, she tried to use a gun to have me eat her muffin or whatever. And, <laughs> and I was like, hey, we're in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house, and you sound <laughs> like a penthouse letter, and this is too much for me. I'm going home. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. is like, from the jump, this whole movie, I was like, that guy's into Jefferson. He's yeah. into that. Like, that guy's into that girl. Oh, yeah. They made that very clear. Right. And I just don't get any attempts to even pretend to misdirect that, because it's not handled. Like, okay. I've watched a lot of, we've, I think we've all watched a lot of teen comedies, teen rom-coms and shit, and, mm-hmm. like, you get the, like, oh, the girl 
is into this guy, but he fucks up somehow, so she's, like, maybe now pretending to be into this guy, or thinks she is, but he's wrong for her, and then she goes yeah. back to the guy, you know. Like, they don't even they don't execute even, that well. No, they don't it's do like, that, and it's, like, textbook bullshit. Yeah. It's really bad. No, like I think yeah. I've said. All right, I think we should have a counter for how many times I have said it's really bad. Because really <laughs> I feel like I've said it about four hundred times in this podcast. We're basically at the end of the movie now. Yeah, I mean Jefferson. <sighs> so, thank like, God. Had this whole thing of like you know because he asked her like why'd you guys do it and she's just like we were sick of being weak. It's that same shit that we've been doing all this whole movie where it's like you just aren't recognizing. How, yeah, how not, to get people to treat you well is, you know... They're not redefining yeah, their sexuality. Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not like, deciding, like, oh, you know what we'll do? We'll stop fucking these terrible, shitty high school teenage dickheads who aren't worth our time, and we will save... Or that one old guy with the limo. Right. Mm-hmm. We will save, you know, our bodies for, you know, people that are worthy of us. Like, there's nothing about that that feels remotely empowering. No. It's literally like... Sex is weird and dangerous, and I'm, you know, I'm scared by it, which, Tina, as you mentioned, like, yeah, that, that's maybe a valid point for somebody supposedly their age, like, Tina. Yeah. But, like, their answer is, like, well, we'll still have sex, and and with the same pieces of shit. Right, we're just we gonna, like, we're just gonna control it. But we're, yeah, and it's just like, what? what? But they're, they're in no control whatsoever. No. They have no control over no, this. No, not only are they completely unsuccessful every time, but like even if you're successful, like what is the benefit? Like what is the end game here? I don't. Right. A terrified man ejaculates into you, and you maybe get pregnant because I don't think any of them brought condoms. They definitely they did, did when, for especially the, did they? the first guy. Yeah, they yeah, kept passing the condom back. back and forth, and they were like, "Oh, he can't get hard." Oh, uh, yeah. I missed the condom entirely. I was, yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on. There though. was. Yeah. they put a lot and of the direction. On and the head. direction is garbage. Right. Yeah. They're also laying in corn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by all the cops. There was definitely, definitely a condom. <laughs> and not his cop. I don't think any of the other ones... Well, I don't like, think any of the other ones get close, uh, well, close with, to sex. With, with Jeremy, it was that, like, you know, yeah, yeah, she was going to eat me out, which, right. like... Yeah, here's the thing, yeah. guys. I don't want to brag or whatever, but, like, I've eaten a lot of pussy in my life. No one's ever had to pull a gun on me, and I'm not... What's that shitty fucking DJ that says he doesn't eat pussy? Fucking DJ Khaled. Yeah, fuck ah. that, dude. Fuck that dude is right. Yeah. I don't want to support him. I don't want to support anything he does, anything he touches. <laughs> you fucked up, Khalid. Yeah. You did. That's, that's no, no, some fucking no, no. baby-ass bullshit. <laughs> I don't need pussy because I'm a king. Is that what he said? Yeah, well, let me tell you something. <laughs> you a lonely-ass king. You ain't eating no pussy. Yeah. You ain't better than... Be- no. Mm-mm. Yeah, and when, uh, when DJ Khalid's wife said, Hey, who wants to eat my pussy? Everybody's hands go up. <laughs> and they stay there. so also you can decide you don't like to do any sex act that you don't like to do but there might be people that very much require that to be done and they're not not going to want to date you but also don't say the reason you don't do that thing is because you're a king or queen or whatever that just makes you sound like a dickhead yeah right that was an unintentional ding We're not gonna touch. No, y'all keep touching my bell. (laughs) At this point in time, I'm holding on to my bell. I am co-signing pussy eating. And if you are an adult man who dates women and you don't eat pussy, turn the podcast off. Yeah, you don't deserve to hear. You don't deserve this. I don't care what you like in your regular everyday life. Maybe we'll turn them around. 
Maybe they'll be like, "That's those are some strong words. Let me hear how the rest of this episode plays out. Maybe by the end of it, they're like, I like these guys. I'm going to try eating pussy. Talk to your partner. Talk to your partner. If they want their pussy ate, you should do it. Yeah, or you got to co-sign that they, oh, yeah. they can get somebody else to do it. So, yeah. First one, condoms. Second, right. Second one was. Open that shit up. At least not initially going to involve penis and vagina, so. The old P you know, Yeah. So, at very least, no pregnancy concerns there. Right. Third one, didn't even get off the ground. She got the gun taken from her and then realized that Chris right. was gay. Well, But she yeah. could have had a condom in her purse. We don't know. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I just, yeah. I didn't notice the condom the first time. The other two don't get anywhere close enough. Yeah, yeah. But no, I just didn't notice the condom. I believe you. So, so that does change some things. Yeah. Lisa. Lisa's at so the dance with the prom. Guy. With, no, she's at the dance with the Dan or the David. And then he, like, disappears and she decides she's done with him, whatever. So then she starts dancing with the blonde guy who's either the Dan or the David. I'm never really yeah. sure which. Like, he's for literally. super into rape, you guys. Yeah, he mentioned it earlier. At one point, he wears the Rape Me Too shirt, which is just a white shirt that he wrote on it in, like, Sharpie. He's the one that came in his pants while thinking about having a gun pulled on him. Yeah. And then, so, they dance for, like, three seconds, and then he leans in, whispers something to her ear, which is basically like, you want to get out of here, and I'm going to fuck you? And she's like, yup, DTF, um, and they walk out. Now, the real this, stars this... of this sequence are the background dancers, and if you watch this movie, or if you did, I would implore you to have noticed the background actors. Um, there's one in particular that I will get to shortly, who I feel really got the short shrift, and I, I feel bad on her behalf. I mean, also what's going on here is Jefferson and Karen are still kind of fighting, and at one point Karen yes. gives Lisa the gun when they're in the bathroom. So oh, that's yeah. that's kind of what's going on. Yeah, you're right. And okay. Lisa's sort of ping-pong between them. That's the but prom. Seem, yeah, that's the prom. Eyes wide, eyes wide prom. So then they're dancing, blonde guy's like, you want to get out of here or whatever, and she's like, yep, and they walk out. They apparently walk three feet away from the prom. Yeah, they're in he, like a hallway. Yeah, he a sits her up on a window ledge. And they start going at it, and he's like, yep, this is great. And then, I guess she decides... Well, she tries to kiss him. That's what it is, well, yeah. So also, he, he wants to sleep with her, and she's like, do you have a condom or something like that? And he says, I'll be careful. Yeah. And then he starts telling her to just let it happen. Yeah. Right. So it's a little rapey. Which, again, there's... I said this while we were watching it. In every language, the phrase, just let it happen, means this is a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. Get out. Yeah. Go find a friend, find a buddy. Yeah. Go to a well-lit area. Don't do that again. So then, yeah, she's trying to kiss him, and he's not letting that happen. He hilariously, like, moves his head and then shakes it like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually really funny. It. It's um, very funny. And I guess she kind of gets, like, frustrated and stuff, or maybe he's just being too aggressive, and she pulls the gun on him. We intercut with her trying to kiss him and him being like, nah. To all the people dancing, all the couples kissing, kissing which yeah. we mentioned earlier, and like how it, I guess it's supposed to like juxtapose like romance with whatever the fuck this is, like yeah. a revenge fuck, because like she's shown no interest in this guy throughout the rest of the movie. I don't even know if they've had a scene together, really. He's just a horn dog. Yeah. And then yeah, she's she's like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Like you obviously don't love me, which is like. There's a whole crazy mixed message in this movie that, like, sex equals love, which I get is a thing that, like, you may think in high school that, like, oh, sex always equals love. Yeah. Well, and also it's something that some people believe, but, like, it depends on... Yeah, you might think that in high school. If you think that as an adult, you are naive. I'm not saying you've never had sex. Uh, I'm not saying, like, oh, you've never had sex with anybody. Like, you might only sleep with people that love you, and that's great. 
But you have to understand sex does not always equal love. That's what I'm saying. Like, yes. Those yeah, are not totally. Those are not two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a that's a weird it's a weird thing in this movie. Yeah. But so she decides like, oh, you don't yeah. love me? Like again, like we've quote unquote been dating for two minutes and we're fucking in this and hallway. You're me. Yeah. yeah, and you don't love me? Oh, I'm over this. So she pulls the gun. He, unlike uh, anybody else, is super into it. He's like, yeah. Now, as soon as the gun made its appearance, he should have shot fucking ropes and then mm. fucking been like all right goodbye and then yeah. left because that's basically how excited he was when it was mentioned but he just like it starts fucking like pounding away and then the gun goes off well no it's that she pistol whips him with it she does yeah. pistol whip yeah him. and there's, then there's and some I bad think she shot this. him yeah. on like kind of on purpose but not yeah you know? i think it's an accident okay. i think she's trying to push him off She's got the okay. gun in her hand. I, I, I honestly don't think don't it was know. like, I'm going to shoot him. I don't know. I couldn't tell because she didn't seem all that bothered by no, shooting him. The du- the direction also doesn't help anything. Right. Like, there's two action things in this movie, and they're pretty close together. It's when um, Karen gets thrown out of the limo, yeah. and it's when Lisa pistol whips the blonde guy. And both times, it's like, we don't actually really see the action happen. Mm-hmm. We just sort of see the immediate aftermath because... I guess they couldn't direct that, which is like, what the fuck? This is a movie, guys. Like, yeah. get it together. Get a fucking B-roll. Get a stunt woman. There's a million people in that fucking gym. Nobody's willing to dive out of a rolling car. I did it for shits and giggles once. I wasn't in a film. I wasn't getting paid. Yeah. It, I was just like, this will be fun. I fucked my Walkman up. That was a bad call. The price you pay. Way to go, Pop Pop. Yeah, Pop Pop made some mistakes. Um, Walkmans, by the way, were a thing that would play CDs of music. Um, prior to that, they yeah. played cassettes. Cassettes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Discman, I should say. It's a Discman. Mm-hmm. I still call them Walkmans because Pop Pop doesn't adapt well. No. Um, oh, they might know about that because of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, it was exactly that one, but way cooler because I'm a real person. So the blonde <laughs> guy, Dan Dave, is dead. Lisa runs off. She finds Karen. Her and Karen find Jefferson and Jeremy. And this is where yeah. there's a background actor that gets totally screwed. Yeah. This girl walks in the hallway. Again, it's two feet away. They did not hear a gunshot go off. Yeah, no. No, no, no one no, heard, no, it. heard it. She sees his dead body, blonde guy's dead body. Uh, well, okay, actually, somebody goes in, sees it, touches him. Her hands come up all bloody, way more blood than is possibly right there because of just the way, where she touched his head. And then she runs out screaming. Another girl, this other girl, walks in, sees it, doesn't say anything, just waves her arms in a come-up-here manner, and then points, and doesn't get any goddamn dialogue, which means she did not get her uh, Screen Actors Guild card for this. Mm. Because if you have a line of dialogue, you're supposed to get a Screen Actors Guild card, which is what every actor's, aspiring actor's dream is. And I was like, you couldn't have given her a, hey, he dead, like nothing, <laughs> like... I, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was so mad on her behalf. I have no idea who the actress is because, again, she's not a character. Barely The, the characters in this are barely characters, but um, if you know who this actress is, I'm, I'm with you. I hope you got your SAG card. There's a big old mess yeah. as we scramble to finish the movie, which is... Uh, yeah, really, from here, it's just going, like, yeah, real it, fast. It, it's all think, four of the characters. I think we're in the last, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. We're just cramming everything in at the end. Jefferson and Jeremy are together. Uh, Lisa and Karen run up. It's a, what happened? Oh, I shot him. This happened. Okay, where's the gun? Oh, I put it back in our dorm. Okay, well, we gotta go get it. Okay, and they go. Yeah. Two of them go get it. Jefferson and Jeremy stay outside. 
there's a thing early in the movie that confused me where when Lisa had sex with the Dan or the Dave, Jefferson um, held a lighter up to the fire alarm to get the fire alarm to go off, and I, it didn't do anything. Well, it, the alarm goes off, yeah. but I mean, like, it didn't serve a purpose. Like, they still get in trouble. I don't know what the point was. Yeah, I still don't know why yeah, they, they were already the caught. I, I don't... thought it was to buy her time, but it didn't work out. No, no, it was after they got caught. Like, the, the oh. dean He's of talking about the first time the... it went off. Yeah, the dean of men is already in the I don't. Room. I don't recall the order in which those things happen, yeah. I think, is what it is. <laughs> but anyway, so she does this again. Jefferson does this again. Yeah. She goes in because they're... Well, yeah, they're, a... they're going to be questioned one at a time. They have all the girls rounded up and stuff, and I guess also the guys. They're going to try and get to the bottom of who shot Dan Dave. <laughs> Dan blonde Dave. Whoever. Yeah, blonde, blonde... The blonde guy. Blonde guy. The blonde other, guy. Other D, yes. Doesn't sh- doesn't Lisa get called in and they have like a little discussion? And it's the do you, did you ever want to be somebody's girlfriend thing? Lisa yeah. gets called out of the shot. Yeah, and that is when Jefferson and Karen talk. And Karen's like, "Were you ever somebody's girlfriend?" And Jefferson says, "No." She's like, "Me neither." Did you ever want to be? And then like I'm pretty sure literally like Jefferson gets up and walks out, and that's when she lights the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she has a lighter. She light, you know, holds What's... the lighter under the fire alarm. Fire alarm goes off. She slips. Yeah. And impossibly lights this fucking shower curtain on fire. Alarm goes off. Everybody leaves. The bathroom has started to be on fire. She's saying my dress is caught, which I don't know what under because this is shot like waist up. Yeah. It's just her laying somewhere. There's fire in the background. She's going, my dress, my dress is caught. Yeah. And uh, Karen goes back in for her. Karen's like, oh, okay, does nothing. Part of the ceiling falls on Karen, I think, because there's a shot of ceiling falling, and then Karen is laying on the ground saying, I can't get up. All but you sudden, don't see anything pinning Karen no, no, down no, at all. no budget for this. She's literally just laying on the ground with fire behind her saying she can't get up, and yeah. we can't figure out why. Yeah. I'm inferring that she's trapped under something, because right. it's the only thing that kind of makes sense. But also, apparently, Jefferson's dress is now free... Well, she can pull free of it now, because she's now out of it. Yeah. She uses it to try to, like, whip the fire off of Karen. Then she goes, I'm going to go get help. Walks out of the hallway. Jeremy and three firemen are there. The three firemen push past her and go into the bathroom. Jeremy calms her down, because she's like, I have to go back in. I have to save Karen. Oh, my God. And she's, like, screaming and crying and overacting. Jeremy's just holding her back, and it's, like, he's, he's no expression on his face at all. And then one of the firemen just, like, walks out of the room, and I'm just like, okay. And then we get more uh, voiceover. Yeah. Which is, the firemen put out the fire before it could spread beyond the bathroom, but everything in the bathroom burned or whatever. Yeah. Meaning Karen's dead. Yeah. Boo fucking who? Well, not only that, man, but, like, that is not a resolution to anything that we've brought up in this. No. You basically just took your problem character, who was maybe starting to, like, figure some of her shit out. And kill her off, and that diffuses the whole situation of everything. Yeah. yeah. Also, what? Did they just decide that Dan Dave's murderer was cool? Yeah. Like, oh, there was a fire. Murders don't count, you guys. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, in the state, it's in the school yeah. legislature. Murder canceled because of arson? Like, yeah. Yeah, there's no resolution to the murder whatsoever. No. You don't have any idea what what happens to Lisa, no. if anything. No, and then they give, they give you a fucking well, Animal House ending yeah. where they're like, Ultimately, it's they're like, Lisa Dan Dave. Sen- senator or something. Yeah. It's the shittiest, it's literally like, Dan Dave went on to have three wives and apparently he always talked about Lisa. I'm just like, who gives a shit? 
Nobody's care. I don't give a fuck. I give so much more of a fuck about literally everyone in Animal House when they do the Animal House ending, like the yeah. where are they now ending. I give more of a shit about, but they do it in Mall Rats, and I'm like, oh, Brody hosted the Tonight Show. That's rad. Like, right. I don't care about anybody. Nope. I wish uh, they had all burned in the fire. Yeah, Karen yeah. ate a fu- or not Karen fucking Jefferson ate a fucking bullet, and Lisa ate a fucking bullet, and they all died. Yeah. And me, I'm a ghost. And that was the end of it. Like, that'd be something. Ooh, woof. Swing and a miss, guys. They do say that um, everybody was diagnosed with something called post-stress anxiety, for which they were given Ritalin. Ritalin. Which is in fucking sane. A, I've never heard that diagnosis for anything. Those are just words you put together. Right, also... And B, I, who, dosed, who diagnoses anxiety with Ritalin. Right. I think it's maybe supposed to be like a proto-PTSD well, it, I think what they mean is anxiety stress disorder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which, but, it, can, it can turn into PTSD. It's like... Right. But PTSD was a thing then. Right. Um, but also, no one ever in the history of medicine has ever, ever prescribed Diet, yeah. Ritalin for anxiety anything. Which no, it felt because like... Because it can cause anxiety. Right. Right. Because like, it's speed. Guys. Right. Um, apparently... It's used to treat ADHD, which we knew. Yeah. And narcolepsy. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, I it's did a little upper. research. Uppers, uppers can always increase anxiety. Right. Yeah. It felt like a shitty, like, student play where they're like, we'll take a pot shot of, right. like, how we're over-diagnosing Ritalin for everything. But, yeah, like, it's like... That came out of nowhere in this. Like, and I was like, what the fuck are you even talking about? It has nothing to do with anxiety at all. No. So do we want to we wanna move on to the final... Final, Final thoughts. Here. Final thoughts. Yeah. This was the most excruciating hour and a half that I have ever spent watching a movie. I don't recommend that anybody do this, ever. But if you maybe want to invite somebody over that you don't like very much <laughs> and put it on. So here's the thing, and I told you this too. I, I think that's found, what happened to me. I found positive... Oh. No. <laughs> I carved a heart into that bell. I I thought you'd be Listen, good for this. Listen, that's a sound of love. I've seen positive reviews for this on Amazon and on uh, IMDb and even a couple of, like, air quotes critics. It's people with a word <laughs> yeah, press. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay? But if the, a lot of those guys liked it, I don't know how. I, I, I would not watch this ever again. Ever I think, again. I, mean, I think maybe they're looking at intent and not execution. Because, like, the intent was to empower women, which is a great intent. But you missed on, I, I think. I don't. I mean, again, as a guy, I can't, maybe I'm not the I, expert on this. But, like, it feels like you missed on every possible count. They missed every mark. And here's the, my biggest problem with that. Is it is so bad at trying to, quote, empower women. Yeah. That it actually makes women look bad. Yeah, like, I, I'm not a dude that's like, oh, it's, that's girl stuff. I don't know or care about that. Like, I'm pretty fucking knowledgeable educated i'm all for empowering women i look at this movie and i don't see that happening. no it's not empowerment it's no. ridiculous but, okay but to be fair i feel the same way about sucker punch which is a movie that is supposed to be empowering to women and i think it's really gross i haven't seen it in a long time i haven't seen it but, but I, haven't seen it. Uh, I have a i have a pretty good friend who really like it like it's one of her favorite movies and partially for that reason and i'm just i every i'm like i haven't seen it since you know hearing and, and reading her argument for this this will likely be a future episode yeah but like i just i don't know i don't get it 
it doesn't feel like it hits the mark to me. And that that's how this feels. Like, yeah, yeah, I see what your aim was. But... Kind of. Like, general, very generally, broadly speaking, maybe. Yeah. I don't feel like it has enough direction for me to comfortably say that I know what they were aiming for. I think they are aiming for feminism. Right, but that's what I mean. In a really broad sense. Yeah, it is. Sense. It is the broadest of Right. It, there's no yeah. real... Well, it's Absolutely. also... It's one of those things where I feel like there was maybe the thought that if we have the right dialogue, it will work itself out. Then they Which, should have spent any oh, time doing the dialogue. I, I know. So, like, they're comparing themselves. That's like when I wake up some days and go, I wish I had a cake, but I don't bake one and I don't buy one. I'm still just laying there being like, like really mad you don't have a cake? cake here. <laughs> it's like, well, I didn't try to get cake at all. But they're comparing themselves to Gandhi. Will it into being? <laughs> they're comparing themselves to Gandhi and they're, you know, talking yeah. about revolution and a couple of lines that, like, you laughed out loud for because it was just. Uh, Insane bullshit. Yeah. But yeah. so I think it was that they were trying to do very grandiose stuff, except that you didn't follow it up with any substance. No, the movie needs to be over yeah. the top the whole time. Like, yeah. again, we mentioned Jawbreaker earlier. Jawbreaker yeah. has a very heightened reality to it. Right. It's visually, like, the colors, the everything is, like, heightened in it. Like, caricatures are broad and big, but they're big, they're not just vague. Right. And in this, they're vague, they're not broad. You know? Like, yeah. they two different things. This doesn't have any... Um, redeeming qualities. No, there's at no, all. Honestly, like I try to find a good thing in everything. I told you I kind of like Thor Birch in this. Yeah, I would say she's the best thing, but yeah. that's like. But it's still like not still bottom of the barrel. Yeah, that's like that's like it's picking like, like oh the roundest turd. Yeah, it's like it's like well it's, it's all, all shit. still shit. It's all shit. I just this one I guess is round, which is visually more like more appealing than yeah. the rest. Like, she's barely a character. She's in two and a half scenes. The third scene, all she does is walk up a, like, walkway. Yeah. Like, just I, no dialogue. Like, it's garbage. It is. It, this um, is most certainly... This is the one of... Un, honestly, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, same. This is um, most certainly a hate watch of the highest yeah, caliber. This is like, uh, I hated watching it. I hate thinking about it. I would not recommend watching it, even for shits and giggles. Um, not even a funny hate watch. Nah. This is... Like, I, I'm pretty sure I said don't watch Iger Sanction because it's so reprehensible, but, like, yeah. Iger Sanction at least is a movie. Like, it looks well, like a movie. Yeah, they it's got... shot like a movie. They got there really good shots in it. Yeah. with the, the mountains and everything like that. They were on location for that, and yeah. they, it was lauded for the mountain climbing in it. There is cinematography in it. There is a score. There are actors... A lot of the subject matter, not subject matter, but a lot of the incidental stuff is, like, kind of gross by 2018 standards, which we talked about. Go back, listen to the Iger Sanction episode with our guest, Will. But no, this, I, this, don't waste your time. This is, we were actually talking about the worst movies we've ever seen earlier. Um, the only thing I've seen that is as bad as this in, in my adult life. In abject failure. Yeah, my adult life is, there's a 2016 version of The Saint, which is an intellectual property that was a TV series in like the 60s and 70s, and uh, was briefly a Val Kilmer movie in the 90s. Um, It has a great theme. But this was like, as bad as that, where I'm just like, nobody's trying, nothing is happening, it doesn't light up my brain at all. It doesn't light me up in any way, shape, or form. There's nothing about it. Mm -hmm. And whoa, hate watch. Big ol' hate watch for me. Now, brought this film to us specifically because you did not like it yeah oh yeah no yeah it's 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 been a hate watch for me since the first time i saw it how many times have you seen it 
this was my second. Okay, just to make sure. <laughs> we were like, since the first time I saw it, and I was like, but, did well, you watch it in between? Because, like, why do you hate yourself? Right, don't do that. Not, you're, you're so much better than that. No, did not, did not. But no, watched it, yeah, like ten years ago. And ten years ago, I was angry about it. Now, I just find it dumb. Even back then, I knew, like, the acting was bad, and it looked like crap. Now that I'm older and then I'm seeing it again, I'm like, well, yeah, like, the whole plot's garbage, but, like, it's that they couldn't even save it with, like, interesting costuming or, you know, good shots yeah, or direction, good, good, yeah, good composer, yeah, even the soundtrack. Like, ser- you couldn't get any fucking thing? No, there's no, not a single there thing. There is not a single thing. There were shots in this where I was like, what is this a shot of, really? Yeah. Like, what am I supposed yeah. to be looking at? Yeah, there's no focus for your eye at no, all. and like, yeah, it sounded terrible. There are little moments that are fun, but they're fun by accident. Yeah, no, I, none of it felt like it was on purpose. Yeah. Nothing about this to me was fun. Yeah, Not like, a I, single moment of it. I laughed my ass off when you realized the band was called Pontius Pilate. Right. His, his I mean, there are things drivers. that I laughed at that were a, bad, but that's like... That's a banner behind the band on stage. We had to, like, take it back and kind of pause it to right. read around yeah. the bodies. Yeah. It wasn't like a joke. No. Like, that's probably, like, I don't get why that was there. Like, it wasn't there for the audience, because I don't really think there's an easy way to catch that name. No. If you're just seeing it in theaters. No, and I think most people probably wouldn't even look for it. No. Like. It doesn't, it doesn't read as a joke. It's just, it's just, it's incidentally funny. Yeah. Like, like the extras dancing. Like, there's a lot of extras. Yeah. So, I mean, this isn't a dig at this movie. I mentioned this when we watched it. But, like, a lot of movies where there's, like, a, a prom scene, a party scene, or whatever, they don't play music because you have to hear the actors giving the dialogue. So they just have people dance. They're just like, okay, dance. And they might play music beforehand. Like, this is the song that's going to be playing. So you have, like, a rhythm to dance to. And it's like, all right, keep dancing, and we're rolling, and action, you know. And then the actors give their dialogue, and in the rough audio tracks you can hear just like feet shuffling and stuff yeah and in this like you could tell nobody had any idea what music was going to be playing like everybody in the background is kind of dancing to a completely different rhythm yeah their own rhythm and stuff and like people are just staring into space because i guess they've been doing this for hours (laughs) and like it's really fun background actor watching but that's the highest praise i can give this and it's not worth it to check out Mm -mm. no but again, like I will say, the internet told me a couple of people out there like it. Yeah, there's something for everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's that like, oh, it's somebody's fetish thing. Like, it applies yeah. to movies. Like, somebody likes every movie for whatever reason, you know? Like, the themes might resonate, or they might have just seen it at the right time in their life, or whatever the fuck. We're not disparaging you if you like this movie, but like, good lord, if you a like A little bit, movie, just a little bit. Please yeah. write in well, and tell us why. Yeah. Maybe, maybe see Jawbreakers instead, or it's been compared to the Heathers a lot. The Heathers, which is like, which is Heathers. Heathers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Shame on you for mentioning this. <laughs> um, I think it's actually isn't it on the box? That it's. Oh my God! Does it say it? I think it box? is. Oh, I know it was in the synopsis I read online before I came here. Yeah. But no, a lot of a lot of like reviews or whatever like draw yeah, they do. That it, and the Heathers. Oh, that's the synopsis terrible. I yeah. read was like the Heathers is a much better movie, you guys. Or just have oh, Heathers. It's yeah. a better movie. See yeah. Heathers. See Jawbreaker. God, I hope one of our friends wants to be a guest and wants to watch either one of those movies. I would love, love to. So is it a hate watch or a good watch? Oh, it's a hate watch. Okay. It's still a hate watch. I just want to put the, yeah. put the crown on it. Yeah. 
No, it's still a hate watch. It was a hate watch the first time. It's a hate watch now. It's just I'm not as vehement as I was. I I was I was a lot more angered the first time I watched this, and then this time I'm just like, nah, it just sucks. It's too stupid to be offensive. Yeah, which I think bad. I say this about a lot of things. But this it's really really bad. It's yeah. yeah. If you would like to contact us for many uh, any of the many topics we've mentioned tonight via email, you can do so at right hate watch great watch. That's w r i t e h w g w at gmail Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at h w g w podcast. Tell us about the movies you know that we've watched and what you think of them, and get in touch. Tina, would you like uh, to plug anything? Uh... No, I would like to plug better movies. Watch better movies. We'll try to do a great watch for you next time. You were definitely yeah. a trooper. <sighs> this was rough. Yeah. yeah. At least there was like a four cheese pizza involved, you know? Yeah. Thank People you for that. Heard me of four cheese pizza. If there hadn't have been pizza, I might have left a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And I live here. Alright guys, thanks for listening. Uh, bye. 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 Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never survive, Jeremy. <laughs> oh my god.